Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Forever. Dog. Welcome to Podcast the Ride. This the what is that? I can't, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm having trouble reading through my my long black bangs. They're getting getting right into my eyes. I'm, I have a try. Who is that over there? Is that Mike Carlson? Yeah. Hey, it's me, Mike Carlson. My regular. That's my regular name. Mike, Car- Mike Carlson, wow, that's a crazy, that's like a nuts kind of goth glam rock kind of name, just like Chris Gaines. Jason Sheridan, too. What a, That'd be an amazing stage name if Thanks. you were to get into real angsty. Thanks so much. Uh, I want to thank you guys for giving me the eight to ten months off uh, due to my hideous face to figurement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. You look radically different. Much worse. You look like yeah. dog shit now. I looked like that piece of shit, Garth. Brooks, because my face was horribly disfigured. The ugly, ugly man. <laughs> oh, who could think of an uglier, fatter man than Garth? If you don't, okay. If you're coming into this, if this suddenly now seems like we're launching an if? attack, well, you're if <laughs> um, there. Well, look. Wait, what, were, does that mean? Are you are you saying that no one listening has any sense of the of the Garth Brooks Chris Gaines situation? What what what's your percentage? What are you putting? I've been ninety five percent of the audience. Has maybe heard the name Chris Gaines, knows that it was an alter ego, mm-hmm. and that's where the line is drawn. Could be. That I might be, be wrong. It. Yes. I, Happy I to think, be wrong, by the way. I think we got some troopers born between the years of 1984 and 1986 who had very weird media diets as preteens like I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I think we're the same. This thing, when you had less going on, when you when you when you didn't have a social life, yeah, I was early high school for me. I had nowhere to be. No, nope. I had nothing to do. I had no social yeah. event. When something like Chris Gaines falls in your lap and just and and you have nothing but time on your hands, that's great. One, nothing but time to to think about it, to solve the riddle and the conundrum, Absolutely. and to absorb every piece of media, all all three of them. You had to come up with small talk for. Ex- 
extended relatives at parties where oh, you so can't you were remember talking Chris why Gaines at family you're functions. Like, you know, you know. actually, Garth Brooks is Chris. G- you know, there's an SNL where where Garth Brooks hosts, but Chris Gaines is the musical guy, <laughs> and I don't know anything beyond that. I don't. Mm-hmm. It's like you know. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying that you don't know anything beyond beyond that. That's all. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm drawing the line at. I would say mostly I didn't. You're, yes, you're correct. People might know that for a while. Uh, there was a stretch of time where Garth Brooks kind of became another guy named Chris Gaines. It's yeah. still not ever fully, really. We were do. I was getting into some some uh, you two Jays. We we're getting into some deep cut. If it sounded like we were suddenly really insulting Garth Brooks, yeah. Here's a no. preview. We weren't we weren't saying anything about him that he didn't already say about himself. That mm. is his kayfabe. That is his storyline that he made for himself. In the I don't even know where to start. There is so much more. He- in this story, then I th- I did not know about the unmade movie The Lamb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know about the in character fictional behind the music. There's a lot, and then yeah. st- and then still another a, an NBC concert special. I have a notion of the of the order, but I don't. You know, uh, I, I'm grasping at straws. It's it's it's. It's going to be an experimental process, much like the creation of the Chris Gaines persona. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out together. We're just, we're, we're blowing it up. You know, we've been doing, just like Garth, we've been doing the same thing for a long time, riding high, global superstars. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And now it's time to, time to shake it up. Time to, to just shake to it break up. the entire mold. Finally get on the billboard charts because you insisted on them not playing your songs for some reason i don't know i don't know what this means exactly i I, garth brooks one i think the billboard pop charts he did not release his music to the pop radio stations so he he didn't chart on one of them it's very confusing you're talking garth's music not not chris Chris gaines Gaines music chris gaines's music charts on the pop charts of course it does it's Uh pop music because it's pop music (laughs) there's nothing country about it nothing he completely absorbed into the pop world so authentically without any trace of country anywhere mm-hmm. in the voice or look or band or songwriting. That's right. Yeah, I I had to really put myself back in that 1999-2000 headspace because they would say things like, the album was a total failure, only sold 2 million copies. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? Oh, yeah. right. Uh, 12 million was like a big hit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, this, this really does reek of like pre-collapse like it's they they don't know what's coming for them and i mean by that i mean like napster and that whole implosion not i do jason want to give you the opportunity whenever you feel fit to contextualize chris Gaines in terms of 9-11 i it feels like it's how many days before 9-11 did the album come out I, uh, I think well, it was over three hundred sixty-five. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It was so, yeah, like yeah, so, yeah like six hundred days okay. probably. <laughs> okay, all right. Give but it's take. you know, but that's something. There's there has to be some correlation between the two mm-hmm. of them. We'll find it. We'll figure it out. You know, I'm sure he did some of those charity events, some of those TV special fundraisers. You know, Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines did. <laughs> no, Chris, no, not Chris Gaines. Garth Brooks came out of semi-retirement. I'm assuming Chris mm. Gaines died on one of the planes. Oh no. Yeah. No, they they. 
they in universe killed him. Wow, really? Yep. Ironically, just like his crush bandmate died in a plane crash. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and what? Yeah, one just a one man plane crash, and then the other, a much bigger scale, just a, as big of a scale as Chris's solo career grew to. Yeah, mm. that's. <laughs> a dark joke i was gonna make but i won't i <laughs> won't dicey or dicey territory let's veer out of like let's but and that's what we get to do we don't have to think about the dark days of 2001 no we can, th- we can think about how much the just the 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 freedom and the silliness of 1999 mm. when we could pay attention to this to let, let's just let's calibrate this how about let's let's just do basics it's kind of what we said i think mike as you said kind of all anybody knew then really if your life didn't revolve around garth brooks and mine did not uh i would say that i did not listen to any garth brooks i I'm not, I was not a country person then. Are, are we all? I don't think. I don't feel like this group is big Garth or Garth Brooks fans. At least then. No, Probably certainly not, not then. Mm-hmm. Certainly not then. Now I've listened to a little more. Garth makes it hard to stream music too. Really? Like, like I can't really find his album. You, you can find his albums, but they're not on Apple Music because there's been a couple times over the last few years. As I grow, I've gotten more into more modern '90s style country music. 2000s and i've been like oh, i should probably do a garth but every time i run into a wall garth put a wall up uh-huh. so now i have to get go like physically in, into a store or something and buy them well, that's or how he made his money you know like this is the the level of music sales oh my god astronomical this guy yeah I, I when i think about 90s crazy music selling i definitely think about him and mariah carey right like the two of them just the astounding amounts of money for themselves and mm-hmm. for for everyone involved like celebrated to such an extreme degree especially on those other award like the american music awards are always touting you know 10 times more than the beer the beatles are nothing right they they, they worship they grovel at garth brooks and mariah carey's feet i think this made my mom mad when she would hear this stuff she'd be like well we don't listen to garth we don't know someone who likes garth brooks (laughs) because the beatles she was a big beatles fan so she would be like well he's can't be better than the beatles I th- but I'm sorry, but he is. That's uh, what yeah, that's it makes the it a shame that I've listened to so little of the music that I'm missing out on music that is we has to be better than the Beatles. Right now, yeah. th- as of today, the only full Garth Brooks album I've listened to is Chris Gaines's album. Wow. Well, you went further than I did. I didn't listen to the album. You didn't. I didn't. I don't. Oh my gosh. Now you can you can correct me down the road. I my assessment is I don't think that. And maybe I'm probably I may I could be wrong because I haven't listened to it. I don't I'm not sure that to me the album is a primary Chris Gaines <laughs> text. <laughs> I I know what I consider the main text, uh, um, and it could be. Uh, well, but my impression certainly is that it's kind of like uh, boring. Well, I went hunting for it. I tried mm-hmm. Spotify. I tried Apple Music. Oh well, you I tried go. the iTunes Store, and then I found it. I I, I didn't order it because I was looking last night. But it's on eBay anywhere from ninety nine cents to like thirty dollars. You know, you got to dig a little bit, but it didn't take me too long. There's a Reddit, and and somebody has a link to this site I've never heard of that just has it. Okay. streaming on there hmm. probably illegally so garth if but he see, hears the this link he's is, gonna be upset yeah yeah uh, um the link is to it's a link from the alternate dimension that chris Gaines comes from right it's yeah. that you it took you to that the itunes of that universe right right it's a different yeah whole different interface yeah. website very confusing looking um i'll say this you're not wrong that it's a boring album mm-hmm 
I think there's one song on it that has to be included in the the Chris Gaines text in okay. the record of Chris Gaines existing. Yes. That is, uh, you maybe know what I'm talking about, that is unlike the other songs in a lot of ways. Oh, I've been wondering. I only barely caught that this is on the, I, th- I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Um, um, and it's called Right Now. Oh, actually, no. I thought you were talking about the song that he made with his band before his solo career oh, crush oh, who yeah. made kind of a, a, a neo psychedelic uh, monkeys influence type song <laughs> which I think somewhere on this earth you can listen to the whole thing but I, I couldn't quite find I like it. the sound of that but um, no right now I think it needs to be included sure in the conversation that yes. is the one that samples a 60s song yes. or like he covers a Come chunk on, of people now yeah smile on your brother it's yeah. that song it it's is. that song with it's the chorus from that mm-hmm. but with like almost a rap talk singing sort of like uh the chicka cherry cola band what's that uh, oh, uh savage, yeah, savage garden, garden. Or, or that's kind of his vibe isn't it v- like physically too he's kind of like savage garden there's a lot of sa- yes uh, now I think the album is interesting. I don't want to derail because this is Scott. This is your train. I'm not trying to derail it here. Well, I have to allow for discussion of Chris yeah, Gaines' no, you're right, music you're right, in you're the right. Chris Gaines episode. But right, right now is very funny. Mm-hmm. Right now is embarrassing and very funny and mm-hmm. shitty and sucks really, really bad. Yeah. I remember it from the time. I didn't re-listen to the whole thing we probably should uh, re-listen to it together on here because it is i think it's funny and do you want to pull that, a clip up yes Can we I pull do. A clip yes, up? that one is available that song is in its entirety on youtube yes it is but yes. Wikipedia music video for told it. me there's there's music videos for lost in you which i found and right now and i only saw a little snippet of the right now music video mm-hmm. which like lost in you seems uh very stupid um <laughs> music video well, wise so i all of the songs on the album and this happens a lot i feel like are diff are ripoffs of different 90s kind of uh temporarily popular genres in a way <laughs> yeah yeah There's- well because it is all the one album that was put out is a best of and right. we'll all yes. get into yes, the course, mythology yes. but he was chris gaines this alter ego was scoring hits in the world in this universe mega hits right, right. in the late 80s early 90s all through so so it would make sense that it would kind of like jump genres yeah yeah it doesn't i I think there was more of a dividing line in the 90s of like oh if you're a country guy you can't do pop music whereas now that song fancy like the applebee's on date night song the remix has a kesha verse i see and kesha there's a music video with her and the guy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. your your guy's country view stems entirely from that song the song fancy like Like that we heard on an applebee's commercial no we know about fancy like so we can assess the the industry as a whole (laughs) what's one from like 10 years ago chicken fried chicken fried zach brown band uh uh a country girl shake it for me shake it for me girl by luke bryan i think uh, right yeah is that one of his songs uh, i know uh, a lot of these james, i know the toby keith 10 year old songs yeah james <laughs> been teaching me a lot about jody messina who sang mm. heads carolina tales california which is also covered in a new hit country song oh interesting i don't uh, know about this mm-hmm. this is new to me i'm gonna have to go home yeah but uh, i i right now I have to talk about right now. Right now. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. 
um, what, so the, like, and, and just really right before we get there, I think just the other thing is I like all of this music is packaged under, there's really one photo that you saw a lot and there's a lot of Chris Gaines photos, but mm. the main thing to know is that we know what Garth Brooks looks like, just kind of like good old boy, regular guy, mm-hmm. but, but Chris Gaines is a pouty, <laughs> moody, black bangs, eyeliner like trench coat all black there's kind of a crow thing going yes, on yes. he's kind of the crow lighter mm-hmm. i believe he garth brooks says at some point in universe all the he is 50 talk pounds today is all in canon it's yes. not you guys saying that that's exactly. what you were saying yes. before oh, yeah, exactly this is we'll, all we'll get to no. it. Get and that's really sure this episode is about chris Gaines, but really Ultimately, it's about Garth Brooks' body issues. <laughs> That's <laughs> truly uh-huh. what we're going to get to and, and analyze right, here. Right, right, right. But anyway, I just wanted to establish the vibe. But I don't know. Now that I've said the vibe and the look of Chris Gaines, does that help explain right now? Mm. I don't think it does. Because what is that type? When have you ever seen, besides, I think we finally thought of it with Savage Garden, who looks like Chris Gaines? I, I what think- artist... <laughs> I have an answer, and it's if you type the term alt-rock into that website, WikiHow, that has the weird, bad illustrations of, like, how to soft-boil an egg. And, like, the people look very cartoony. Like, (laughs) it it, it looks like the shitty AI art before the shitty AI art, Uh, you know? uh uh He looks like Chris Angel. Yes. He's got some angel in there. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit cleaned. I don't sense, like, tats. Because he's not... Right. No, no, he would not do that. He's not goth. He's very, like, soft. He's very, like, sensitive. And then the music is very, like... It's not... And it's not punk. I think what it is is he's thinking of himself as more of, like, a beat poet. Mm -hmm. A coffee house acoustic rocker, which is what some of these songs on the album are. Yeah. It's very soft. It's very uh, emotional, in touch with his feelings. And I think in his mind, like, that, like beret-ish wearing guy with a little soul patch. Oh, I forgot the soul patch. Oh my God. And that's the most going. important part. He's got a soul patch. Yes. And that's like, that's what I think he thinks he's doing. It's more of a quiet rocker, pop rocker guy. He's making music. I think. I, think. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's music that would score the cafe within a Borders books. Yes. Mm, that's yeah. good. Yeah. That's not yeah. bad. Yeah. That's a description. Some of, some of the songs are a little louder, but a lot of them are pretty quiet. Some of them are, there's like some Tony Braxton ripoff thing and one of these songs <laughs> I feel like that's a good like. way to put it yes uh, <laughs> all a little like baby face tinged and he's like a he's a part of it a little bit there is a straight up Wallflowers ripoff song oh just a one headlight ripoff that even has the same drum fill like exactly wow. the same but it's and he's singing like Jacob Dylan. <laughs> it's so <laughs> weird. Well, he's looking at what's popular now as I'm starting this project in '97, right. and I guess it was, guess it, it was, was that. one headlight. Um, let's let's hear some right now. But let's hear right now, which is extremely crappy for this album. <laughs> <laughs> for in the standards of in the, the standards Chris of this Chris Gaines album. album, this thing <laughs> sucks ten times harder. Is Savage Garden. <laughs> it's a Walker theme. A moody, like, ah, ah, ah. 
drugs, maybe it's the government and all the other crooks. Maybe it's the drugs, maybe it's parents, maybe it's the gangs or the colors that we're wearing. Maybe it's the high schools, maybe it's the teachers, dead jokes, big bombs underneath the pictures. Maybe it's the music, maybe it's the crack, maybe it's the Bible, or could it be the lack? Now it sucks so much that's, shit. That's really that's really weak. That's that's major weak. And also, like he, this is this is some. Po- we're we're not at nine eleven, but we are post Columbine, so we're trying to reckon with that. Yeah, and you gotta that song you just played and the come on people now. He can't do that as Garth. He had to put on <laughs> yeah, a wig and a soul patch to make that radically different music maybe he yeah. wanted to do like he like i better be in disguise in case people don't like this there is and i i did not come here to do this but now i have to there are bands that do this all the time where i go i don't know what the point of this was i feel like they got in their own heads about the their sound or what people expect from them so they end up doing something different green day for instance has done this a couple times something bad what do you mean no, i'm not no 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 Ooh, wait 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 hold on bad. never never no, 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 no 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 never ever uh, in their career they have alter ego ba- they have different bands they have the foxborough hot tubs they Fuck have off ah, yeah god yeah <laughs> i didn't know they did this yes ah. they have a song a band called network something something but that is a little more like a craft work band i don't like that oh i'm sure that's very successfully that achieved not very good um but <laughs> masters of synth green day yeah i haven't revisited that in many years mm-hmm. um but, well, so, I, but you won't see that it's bad you refuse to see that the it's craft bad. work one yeah it might be bad yeah it okay. might be bad finally some remember. honesty from mike <laughs> finally <laughs> on the subject How of green day you. i'm saying um uh, um so yeah garth i don't know why garth couldn't have done this uh, dog shit piece of music on his own regular album because well, it's not too it's like got the little country like kind of acoustic-y vibe there i guess he just felt like it was too big of a departure if i'm gonna make this even shittier with the information that this might have been from a, a stereo gum profile of chris gaines <laughs> uh that had some great info in it in general but um the uh so it's not just stolen from who did the original song what's the come on people now oh yeah um, oh shit i don't know <laughs> uh, it's, it, uh, uh the, the i have a name in my head and i'm not gonna say it to not embarrass myself. yeah i know i feel the same way uh, uh chorus is from one source versus the little rap he didn't write that either that is a poem uh, or a spoken word piece or something by Cheryl Wheeler called If It Were Up To Me. And so all of that stuff, maybe it's the movies, maybe it's the books and the government and the crooks and all that, uh, pulled from Cheryl Wheeler. But he made one change. He removed Maybe It's The Guns. <laughs> Because nah. he did not agree with the notion that guns could be the, as many smart people have. Oh, no, yeah. guns aren't. No, get that off that list. Probably yeah. the parents. No, that bums me out. <laughs> the books? It, be bo- probably books are causing the shootings. Mm-hmm. It feels like Chris Gaines would keep the guns in. That feels like a Garth Brooks move. Well, it's almost as if Garth in. Brooks was not fully committed to the character. No, <laughs> which is a shame. Honestly, all the storyline stuff, I, I am kind of into the commitment of making a world around a character well, who is tangential 
to the plot of a movie that never comes out. Yeah, that's that's bonkers. There is such a fu- uh, first of all, it's the Young Bloods, and I actually didn't know that. Okay, the Young Bloods. I know in my I'm like I know in my heart it's not Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and I will say it's stupid Buffalo, if I guess that. I almost that. thought it was Buffalo Springfield. Yeah, but I'm thinking I'm, I'm confusing thinking the other one for what it's worth. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, there's such a fine line though between this stuff that works and like Ziggy Stardust. I was watching that Moon Age Daydream that's on HBO, which is a very like psychedelic video documentary essay of David Bowie. I don't know if you guys have seen this. I did, yeah. Uh, uh, and Ziggy Stardust is cool. He's got cool outfits, it, but it's a dumb fake name and a fake character is not as much supplemental material as there is for Chris Gaines. I would say none. I would say uh, never in all maybe of that, that helps. did we really dive into what is, we never got a bio on Ziggy Stardust. Right. He just used the name and was cool, which is all you can do. So the other closest equivalent to this is Sergeant Pepper, where it's not like, and now to learn all about right. Billy Shears. But even though, uh, yes, that goes a long way to not, like if you give too much information, Information, it's always gonna tr- i think it's gonna be bad if you're a rock star creating a new persona yeah because the, the writing is not gonna be so hot right but there uh, chris gaines doesn't work at all and other other people have tried this and i feel like it rarely works Mm-hmm. It's usually silly. This is probably the gr- one of the greatest silly examples of all time. Which is the main, I know, like, for anyone who's like, this isn't theme parks, the only way I can justify it is that this is as silly <laughs> as things that happen in theme parks. Well, this was a theme park of the mind <laughs> to be in you, in 1999. You asked me to do McFisto so we could at least have a, a straight line a from bridge McFisto to, to yes, Christine yeah. so we could be here today. I, I thought of it as a prequel, yes. I know, because right. every part of me that was not into McFisto Fisto. Mm-hmm. Well, it at least sets the precedent that fake rock star alter egos are theme parks. We are. <laughs> right. We yeah. get to decide <laughs> this, and we did. And Bono was smart because he just stuffed it into this tour. Yeah, you didn't a need part to of the know. Tour. Like before you go to the concert, right. please know that he is not Bono; he is Mr. McFisto. Right, and it was not an album called U2 Plus McFisto or something. It was just, by the way, you're here already. You paid for it already. You mm-hmm. got to deal with me and my alter ego. Well, and he also bombarded people of like, oh, he's always doing this. There's the fly. There's the mirror ball man. There's Mr. McFisto. You know, he- sure. There was a well, yeah, on that tour specifically. Yeah. Uh, can I have I said this to you guys even in, in private? I have tickets to the Sphere. What? Oh, you got a Sphere? Really? I got tickets to the Octung Baby Tour. Wow. You did it. Very excited. Oh, my God. When is that? End of October. Wow. Okay. So you're so you're back to Vegas. Not long after Not Podcast long The Rides, after. Big Vegas Groove Blender. Get your tickets now. <laughs> Wednesday night. <laughs> Oh my God! We'll see. Well, that's a day. It's good we'll kind see. of traffic-free time. Yeah, fingers crossed that it actually opens on time and that you two well, actually honors commitments. Well, they would never not honor their commitments. I'm not saying anything about them. I'm just saying like a lot of residencies have been moved around from what I've read about oh. like Vegas. Stuff. I don't think and you can like, move this residency somewhere else. I think there's no. only one venue. <laughs> where... Oh no, it's not. Go- no, I just mean move on the calendar. Well, oh. and the no. ra- you're right. 
right that the risk of the sphere not coming together seems very high. Well, I believe it's already a financial debacle. Uh, he's calling it. <laughs> oh, this is, we're going to be doing some sphere talk. Yeah, Absolutely. Sphere and like talk. many financial debacles, the sphere has already or had been planned for London, Los Angeles, and New York. Different yes. spheres. Wow. It's yes. a Disney quest. It's yes. like, let's start. Oh, yeah, we're doing so many of Oh, you'll be, there'll be a sphere in uh, your every town corner. no matter where you live <laughs> on every <laughs> Starbucks are going to get kicked out in favor of spheres. That's right. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I at least picked a f- like three or four weeks after it starts or something. So, okay. Happy sphering to you. That's good news. Yes. Let me, let me back it up a little and let's see if we can figure out why this happened at the time. It sort all I knew and all I read was it was certainly framed to me in any article I read is like, he wants to try to do pop music mm-hmm. and, and stretch out of the, the country persona. And this is how he, the way he found to do it. I didn't know about this movie. Well, for, well, first of all, just before the movie, another thing stereo gum sheds, sheds light on, um, is that 1999 is a weird time for Garth in general. Mm-hmm. Um, there may, you might, maybe you call it midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe it's the, <laughs> Maybe it's the books. Maybe it's the age. Um, I don't know what's causing it, but or just like that he's kind of climbed the mountain. Like the you know, yeah. where do you go when you're the biggest country star in the world, one of the biggest selling artists in general of all time? I don't think he knows exactly what to do. So earlier in this same year, in 1999, he announced that he was going to join the Padres. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard this before. Um, now, you know, it's the, you can't just say that and then be on the Padres. You have to go through spring training. But he's he was he was going to Jordan it. He was going to, like, right. use the celebrity to at least get the leg up to go straight to training camp. Um, he's 35 years old or something here? Older. I think, 30, I think 37 or 38, yeah. which means he is r- around our age right now. <laughs> The ages that we all are. <laughs> right, right. Imagine that now we decide we are going to start our baseball careers. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, granted, he's like kind of a, he's a big, I don't, I hang on. I don't know. <laughs> I guess he's in shape. He, you know, concerts are more physical than anything that we do mm-hmm. uh, than touring the world. But it's still, mm-hmm. I don't know that he, it does not necessarily seem like a given <laughs> That he's going to walk right onto a major league baseball team? <laughs> yes, at 38. At 38 years Starting, old? Starting, I don't know his baseball history or anything, yeah. but it seems weird to me. I, you know, I've been watching, uh, uh, I got the Phillies, like, one team package on MLB TV, and there's a handful... There's guys on that team that are like 23, 24 on their first or second season. There are some people who are like 34, 35 who've been playing for like eight or 10 years. (laughs) I can't say like there's even like a bold Durham level story of like, oh, they were just stuck in the minors and they finally got called up when they were 38 or whatever. (laughs) You know, I don't. You're an ancient old man at that age in baseball terms. I feel like he maybe would have some luck playing for like the San Bernardino Padres as opposed to the San Diego well, Padres. Well, maybe that or just might have been the idea. AAA team that's was, what, you know? That's what Jordan did when he was double-A, right? And, uh, but um, I don't think this ever came to pass. I don't think he... <laughs> I, I think this was just something announced for yeah. Sillies and then it didn't happen. But important part of it is that he said, um, if I make it 
to the team or to the camp or whatever, at whatever point where a salary would be involved, do not pay me a salary. Mm-hmm. I have all the money I need. Please just donate a salary amount to the children's organization I work with, the Touch Em All Foundation. Oh, man. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Garth is very concerned about children and that some of them aren't being touched. Mm. He really wants to make sure that we touch them all. I, words were a little different back then. <laughs> To be fair to the touch them all, it's still pretty close to like kill them all or something. Like it's still Metallica's album, Kill them all. all. Yeah. So I, I don't that's know if, pretty wild. if this organization still exists. I hope that they've changed their name is, or could have considered. Uh, t- is it EM? Touch them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a casual. Yeah, yeah. Touch them all. Okay. Yeah. Like so, it's like Metallica's get them touched. It's like Metallica's kill them all. <laughs> I work with the Get Em Touched Foundation. <laughs> get them. It's spelled G I T T U. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get them. Get them touched. Um, so the, this is one part of where we're at, Garth Brooks wise. <laughs> then another announcement comes out mm-hmm. garth is starring in a movie i didn't know any of this at the time so i don't know why i'm watching a special with a goth or whatever he is garth brooks and why he's on saturday night live as a different guy mm-hmm. i didn't know this movie context you have to have been reading the trades right. or the la times or something but now this year <laughs> this is context that we have is that he was going to be in a movie called the lamb uh Babyface was going to produce this movie and presumably the music therein. I forget who else was. Oh, the writer. The writer was Jeb Stewart, who co-wrote Die Hard and The Fugitive. Major. This is stacked. Yeah. I don't think a director Another was ever maker, said. just like Garth Brooks. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, the Garth Brooks of movies, Jeb Stewart. Uh, and he... All we know about this... I mean, it felt to me tonally i think this is going to be kind of a dark film i i'm like i bet he was trying to do a, a bodyguard i think he was following mm. that model like the kind of surprising degree to which she crossed over when he used it and like and had big hits within that so maybe this is a vehicle to like put it all together i'm acting and mm-hmm. we get big hits out of that too um the only information we have about the lamb um okay he would have been a Chris Gaines would have been a sort of a rock and roll citizen cane. <laughs> a mystery. <laughs> which way in that we're going backwards. We're like, okay, well, this is yeah. maybe in the first, I believe in the first scene already dead. And then it's all flashbacks, mysterious cloaked in shadow. And the movie's not actually about Chris Gaines. It's about a diehard fan convinced that Chris Gaines had been murdered, possibly for the sins of his fans. So this is maybe uh, we're, this is like a seven or something. This is a, a creepy, taut thriller. So Chris, it's more about the fan on a search for the the truth. Yeah. It's a guy. Wait, I don't know who this would have been. Who was around? Maybe this would have been like a Russell Crowe vehicle. Was, was <laughs> or Garth was not playing the fan? No, no. Okay. Garth is Chris Gaines. Right. Garth is also died for the sins of his fans. Sounds an awful lot like uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, and didn't and she, Jesus uh, had to right? He so maybe. The Jesus, I, well, I guess Jesus was murdered, but he like willed it. He allowed it to happen for a greater he knew, good. He knew. So, he knew so is that what? Happen. So Chris Gaines, 
died. He like a, a guy broke into his house and he's like, fine, this is what it must be. Mm-hmm. So that all of all of the gains, all the, the Christians, the Christians oh, yeah. uh, can all ascend to a higher plane. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, it's, it's heavy. We got to find like script. too. The opening of Sunset Boulevard, where you see the guy face down in the oh, pool, and then he tells you how he ended up there. Mm-hmm. You know, do we know? Does, is it is it more of a pool scenario, or is it more of a Citizen Kane, where you see him just sort of in bed and he drops something? It's well, all I have is already dead in the opening scene, so maybe closer to closer to Sunset, Sunset Boulevard. Boulevard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's been murdered. Murdered. Yeah, it's a who done it. Um, I maybe this you know who would have been great on this case is uh, Morgan Freeman and Ashley Judd. Oh wow! They should have put it in that universe. Yeah, yeah. whatever those movies were called. Uh, Along uh, came a spider. Mm-hmm. Kiss the girls. Kiss the girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? They should just uh, then. Now we're talking superstars. You align Garth with them. I think that's great. I mean, I think there's plenty. Yeah, that no, I think that's the best detective duo you could put in there. It might be where it hit. It might have been a mashup. Alex movie. Cross, uh, James Patterson's beloved character, Alex Cross, solves the mystery of who killed Chris Gaines. <laughs> <laughs> Could this get made till today? Maybe. Does the script I, this exist? This might be, uh, possibly. I think, well, you know what? You know what's very odd and sad is that then in 2002, there's an art way after this thing is seemingly crashed and burned and Chris Gaines is already kind of a weird footnote joke. Then there suddenly is an announcement in one of the trades like, hey, remember that? Remember the lamb? Mm-hmm. No? Okay. Well, the lamb's still going. Jeb Stewart had to deal with his wife who was terminally ill, but now she uh, passed away. So he's got time to work on the lamb again. Huh? Why did you release this? This is horrible. Jesus. <laughs> he shouldn't have to do anything he doesn't want to do. That sounds like a terrible thing. I, no one is sitting around asking, where are those pages on Chris Gaines? <laughs> get over here, wife. Does that get worked into? Because Chris Gaines' story involves some terminal illnesses. Well, I don't know. Well. I don't know the degree of the backstory that was worked out by hit screenwriter Jeb Stewart or if the or if this was all given. I don't know if the bio essentially was given to Jeb. <laughs> to as the material to base the lamb off I of. see this much i don't know because there is a chris gaines narrative via the behind the music <laughs> right yes so this is all i know about the lamb uh he also he gave quotes about it and he said we want people to go into the theater and know chris gaines and care about chris gaines the thing i'd like to get across is how serious we are about this there's the ruddles and there's spinal tap and this is exactly the opposite <laughs> <laughs> So it's, it's the opposite of uh, things that people like and that are very <laughs> fleshed out and accurate, even in their silliness. Right. We want to be the opposite of that. This is fake and it's dead serious. Yeah. It's, dead it's a se- jokeless spinal tap. Jokeless. None of that nonsense with the Stonehenge <laughs> and the getting trapped in the pod and the 11. Chris Gaines, let me be clear. Chris Gaines' amps go to 10. 10. Because that it makes sense. It's not, not the, silly. It's not fake. It's, it's not silly. silly. It's silly. That's also <laughs> weird because like Oliver Stone's Doors movie had been out for years. They could have just pointed at that and been like, well, but oh, that's it's a like real the band. Doors. Mm, that's a real band. Oh, you're saying, okay, those other ones. Yeah, we're fictional. Yeah, mm. sure. So I don't. So if this is the goal, if this is the idea that we need people to care about Chris. This is what my biggest question about all this and what I would ask anyone involved, anyone in the Gaines camp, I would say, what happened to make it where all right we're gonna make a movie 
we should probably have the biggest artist on the planet start being this guy, appear as him on several shows, produce several full-length specials, mm-hmm. and then the movie will come, because by then, it'll be Gaines Mania. Right. So, we'll have no problem getting that move, the Lamb funding. Right. That doesn't seem like a good plan <laughs> to me. Like, what if that, what if that doesn't work and everyone's just confused? And uh, they feel like they had their fill of Chris Of course, Gaines. everyone's going to be confused. There yeah. had to be plenty of people around him going like, oh, shit. Yeah. This isn't going to. We can't. Yeah. They like, must have known. Because Garth seems like, from what little I know about him, a little bit of a head case. I think A little so. bit of an overthinker. A little bit of uh, worried and self-conscious. And mm-hmm. I don't think that's maybe the mindset to go into completely changing your persona publicly you maybe want to have your own head on straight before you start being another person all the time yeah maybe you gotta look in the mirror and deal with that person in the mirror yeah and maybe you should if you're gonna do it and put on a little costume you should have a sense of humor about it (laughs) no these are serious bangs yeah his lack of sense of humor about it is a big runner yes (laughs) there are moments that are like calm down garth this the whole thing also i feel like this this entire thing took me as an observer who didn't listen to his music from all right garth brooks seems like a good old boy country guy who knows what he's doing in his field Mm -hmm. to boy chris or i'm sorry garth brooks is crazy (laughs) (laughs) as something that manifests to this day i don't think he ever shook the craziness and at this point some of you might know, either you guys or listeners might know that I must play the video where he welcomed you to his Facebook. Are you guys, <laughs> is everyone familiar with this video? Oh, I don't know if I am. Oh my God. Okay. So this, what, this. I don't know when this happened. This is later 2000s, earlier to 2010s. Um, but when I saw th- this was going around and people were like, whoa, what's happening here? And I'm seems like, familiar. this seems like classic Mr. Chris Gaines to me. Oh man. Uh, I love this clip. I'm looking forward to this. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. I really wasn't sure about this at the start. He's in bed, by the way. A friend of mine said something that just made all kinds of sense. She said, think of it more as a conversation. I like that. But I'm already finding out on my own. So it's wiping the walls out between you and me. And I really like that. It allows us into each other's worlds, or I guess in my case, the hotel room. When I think about things I want to post, I want to post cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff. But most of the stuff I'm going to post is going to be raw stuff like this. Because it's just who I am. So if this is truly a conversation, then I say let the conversation begin. That's a word for word, one of the Joker's monologues in The Dark Knight <laughs> when he's got the little camcorder. If he yeah. has deep faked Joker makeup onto him, this would be the most terrifying video. Because he's holding the camera himself. It's so close. It is uncomfortably intimate. I like that. I'm going to post raw stuff. Raw stuff. Raw stuff. Oh, I like that. Oh, the bat's going to like that. <laughs> that was a, 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 a standby on the best show uh, when Tom would do sound collages. And he still does sound collages. Oh. And it would go like in and out, like uh, horrifying. Like it was a clip of Sweet Charity, like Hey Big Spender. And then it would be that. And then it would go into like... Um, 
Oh, God. What's the other one? Oh, Frankie Teardrop, the suicide song Frankie Teardrop. Oh, I don't know what that is. Which is like a scary punk song. Frankie Teardrop. Oh, okay. 20 year old Frankie, you know, and it. It's uh, very affecting. Yeah. In the context, there's. So just all of that looped with like other snippets of other songs. And then just in the middle of it, just a snippet of the Garth Brooks. It's just real, you know, it breaks down barriers. Raw stuff. <laughs> real stuff. Real, real stuff. stuff. I like that. <laughs> this is just who I am. Why is Let he saying it like that? Let the conversation begin. <laughs> I like cause, and all of I feel like there's maybe a lot of people I know I know this stuff is also a runner on Tom Segura's podcast I uh, believe like, the, like they're all like what is happening the the insanity of Garth Brooks I feel like has only grown and truly and all all of the clues Mr. Policeman I gave you all the clues right. <laughs> the Mr. Policeman had all the clues back mm. in the he, he didn't have to show, he could have just retired in 97 sure. on top and not shown us all that he's nuts yeah but. just done a song for a movie every now and then i know but we, i mm-hmm. i somewhere on wikipedia or some website it was like 2021 it's like garth brooks is putting his music on digital and in 2023 i could not find it <laughs> i I'm could saying. not wow. find anything that fast of a turnaround Jeez, garth could have done garth could have just done what billy joel did where billy joel just plays live and we nobody's no one is asking where's what's up with Billy Joel's new album, right? You know, and nobody wants nobody's like, what? How come I can't see him on Instagram? <laughs> where's his real stuff and raw stuff? Where's Billy's raw <laughs> stuff? No slick stuff either. <laughs> Just concerts. That's not what I want out of my rock artist. No conversation where the walls are down. So what I can't decide. Whether I what I can't decide what to go into first is we got two specials here. <laughs> I don't know which way to approach it. One is an NBC concert special called Garth Brooks in the Life of Chris Gaines, which right. is the name of the album. The other is the more mythology one, which is called Behind the Life of Chris Gaines. Mm-hmm. This was on VH1. This was a parody of Behind the Music, done full tilt. Uh, I mean, I say parody, but not. It's not Rolls and Spinal Tap. None of that. Take that. Take it seriously. Mm-hmm. But it's all the trappings. It's the interviews with the candles and the zooming in and out of the photos. The actual voice of Behind the Music, mm-hmm. Jim Forbes. So, but they don't call it Behind the Music, right? Um. Is it more important to know about Chris or to get into because the behind the music is much more about Chris and the NBC is the most like deep dive into the brain of Garth yeah. <laughs> humanly possible. Do I we, didn't, I didn't want, I, what is, it, tell me again, what's the NBC thing? Cause I didn't, it's, it's okay. It's called, <laughs> It's called Garth. It's very simple, Jason. It's called Garth Brooks in the life of Chris Gaines. And it's a content. It says Garth Brooks like you've never heard him before. So it's Garth Brooks performing songs by Chris Gaines, a fictional person who he's going to play in a movie, but he's otherwise spoken of as real. And Garth Brooks does not dress up as Chris Gaines. Hence, it's Garth Brooks as you never heard him before. So it's just Garth Brooks doing Chris Gaines songs. (laughs) Also with meandering interviews and uh, the onstage monologues about the difference between Garth and Chris. I think we, I think we need to learn about Chris first. I think so. so that we can, that's what I was going to say. Okay, okay. As I say this, because this is, 
this is also some of why it's haunted. I forgot about Chris Gaines. I would just bring up Chris Gaines every once in a while. I may have said this on the show once before. The, my favorite way that Chris Gaines came up in my life was uh, uh, early dating Aaron that we were in a long car ride and we'd passed the time playing 20 questions. And I like, you know, so guess a celebrity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought of Chris Gaines. And... <laughs> I she got so angry and vexed as we went further and further down the rabbit hole because at some point she had to say okay hang on it's a fictional character who's not from movies and TV what <laughs> is that so and then and then eventually after a long time she's getting so mad and she's like is this the fucking Garth Brooks thing? <laughs> <laughs> like barely remembered it. Like, yep. Yeah. And I, I squealed like an idiot. Yeah. And she was very mad. So uh, a, a tip for you, if you want to infuriate someone in your life, use Chris. It's, it is impossible. By the way, everyone approaches anything in 20 mm-hmm. questions. It's like impenetrable. <laughs> so right. uh, uh, that, that's my, my little tip for you. Um, but other than that, the main way that Chris Gaines lived in my head was this like a couple years ago finally saw a clip from this nbc one Mm -hmm. that is just it might be i'm gonna play what might be the longest clip i've ever played Mm -hmm. on the show (laughs) and i think it's important to Mm -hmm. see the entire thing it's like a it's a meltdown so with that i guess we talk about the VH1 special, which you watched the uh, canon, one and the, a half times, Jason. Yeah, head canon of, Gar- of Garth for of, his character. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is, uh, I feel like the VH1 special is a good example of a, a theme park connection to this. It's almost like if you, if you go through the queue of a ride and you look up if there's a secret website for the ride or there's uh, stuff in the gift shop (laughs) or other parts in a land. (laughs) If you pick a ride and you consume all the ancillary material, there's a whole additional story that you get in addition to the two to three minute ride. And some people like a little of that. Some people don't want any of that, don't really care. And so uh, I, I feel like with Chris Gaines, you can listen to the album and know it's Garth Brooks, or you can uh, learn all of this ancillary stuff, which is this behind the music, fully available on Daily Motion, a podcaster's best friend. <laughs> yeah, uh, Daily right. Motion and the Internet Archive. Yeah, uh, yeah. the Wild West. It's, it's really <laughs> something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Thank two God, because otherwise Wests. VH1 wants us to forget anything they aired from 1989 to uh, today. Mm-hmm. They want, VH1 wants you to not know that they made anything. Right. So we need our Vimeos and our Daily Motions mm-hmm. to pick them up for us. Well, yeah. I mean, so, you know, if you got the record, you get, you know, you see some Chris backstory, you see some old photos, mm-hmm. you see a, there's like a, a Cliff Notes version of his story. Sure. But in the special, the story is allowed to run free. Mike, you did not see this uh, piece of material? I did not watch the VH1. I read the backstory, though. Oh, okay. So, oh, so I so imagine you know, a lot right. of this is... So you know yeah. everything. You know that Chris Gaines was born in Australia. <laughs> yeah. But moved at... Ten. So five. no accent that Garth was has five? to do. Five. It was five. Very yeah. good. Okay. Okay. Oh, he's trying. He's testing you. I bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so making sure you were a real gains. So this is sort of like the <laughs> test that Chris gave to his manager to get out of the con when he realized oh, he was yes. being screwed. But that'll come. That'll come in time. Five makes a lot more sense. That is when you that again it absolves Garth of the need to do an accent in this eventual movie. Um, and you know, th- I mean, look. My takeaway from his story 
and from this buying the music the story of chris Gaines is so dramatic and fraught Mm -hmm. i mean for this guy to have lived what he's lived Mm -hmm. you could see why garth brooks would want to sink his teeth into playing this character i mean can you imagine just you know i think we all felt pretty supported by our parents growing up to some extent Mm -hmm. can you imagine if your father gene Gaines, <laughs> wanted you to follow in his footsteps and be an olympic gold medalist like him <laughs> but you didn't want to do that you wanted to play rock and roll and so the only support you have is from your mother carol and john's Gaines. <laughs> i mean if like you when you you want to be true you need to be true to yourself there's a person there's a, there's yeah. a spirit waiting to explode out of you and that spirit is not a gold medalist mm-hmm. don't you dare make me win gold medals <laughs> no. dad i'm not you is it was there a detail too of like his mother was the the uh, also a uh, medaled in swimming and his father was her coach and it's just like oh no oh, oh, wow. oh no oh i see yeah that doesn't feel good yeah that's not oh, that's a good recipe bad news yeah huh, well you know if when you add that in now it becomes kind of an interesting story i don't think they get into that it seems like it was just a fine marriage um, yeah no they seem normal and they also seem relatively the same age you know it feels like mm. at every step that the chris Gaines story could get a little weirder and darker they just veer away mm. into but then he found his way into just making more hits <laughs> and keep and yet he was still sad because that's how he decided garth will look in the pictures <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Um, <laughs> did anything else strike anyone about the the tragic tale of Chris Gaines? Yeah. Hold on. Let me find my note, Jason. Um, I mean, so I, I deal, the whole thing, do I, you mean? Or? Any, yes, any, please. Oh, well, you know, it's important. You should, everybody should know that he did, he left Morningside High School to pursue his music professionally, although he did complete his GED in 1987. Oh, So that's if good. you're wondering the degree of education that Chris Gaines had, it's GED. Um, I think the all the additional material to like fill out who Chris Gaines was that he was uh, when he first started out he was in a three man group called Crush mm-hmm. and the, one of the other guys was the real front man and that was the one who died in a plane crash yeah Tommy Levitz yeah and, <laughs> and the so, Chris Gaines story is a, is a it's a real smorgasbord of uh, great uh, like nothing names there's yeah. so many and so then Gene they go Gaines. through great pains to go like and Chris he started working on a solo record 
And it was a huge hit. And we were all shocked that he could <laughs> carry this himself because he was not the front man of Crush. It was the other no, guy. No, Tommy Levitz was the front man of Crush, not Chris Do- Gaines, and certainly not Mark Obed. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, okay, do you think like when they're putting this together, they're like thinking of like, okay, the f- like Dave Grohl now is in this Foo Fighters band. And oh, maybe. no one knew, oh, Dave could front after being the drummer from Nirvana. That's a good it, comparison. Yeah. It feels, yeah, or a little bit, the fact that it was kind of like a, like, uh, brightly colored band, it's may, it's maybe in the, uh, um, the, the George Michael Wham. Right. Zone a little bit, too. Right. Yeah. Um, um, he my, says like in, in, in there's one interview where he says it seems like it's always that when there's this solo guy it's like you always hear about this band that they used to be in you know like mm-hmm. there's always a band that they were in right. I'm like yeah always <laughs> sure <laughs> hard to think of an example where that isn't the case <laughs> like really it's close by like in the same skin close by oh, wait, solo yeah, guy yeah wait <laughs> well that's what's allowing him to stretch I guess to be a guy who didn't start solo he just he the, the thing that's different about Chris Gaines is he came out of the gate he started with a band that had a smash hit mm. immediately right then moved to a solo career where he where he also had smash hits immediately yeah um the other big thing that jumped out at me in this VH1 special is they go to great pains uh to describe that chris gaines has sex and not just that he's a sex addict a sex addict yeah. is a bad problem which it's, is a oh, bad problem so much sex oh you just <laughs> couldn't turn it down to the point that it, it starts affecting his music like his second solo album fornicopia <laughs> <laughs> again fornicopia is the that's best pretty thing good that's pretty good yeah. all of it for the fornicopia photo where he is kind of like he looks like clockwork orange a little bit <laughs> yeah and his little like bob haircut and he's like he's staring at you staring daggers at you while resting his hands just below Oh, a pair yeah. of boobs. There, there's a version of this where they actually like he did his own like version of Darling Nikki or something, mm-hmm. which would have been yeah. more interesting than what we got. Do we? Is there any song that reflects the sex addict? Period. Really? Uh, no, uh, just interviews with his ex girlfriends or his current girlfriend. Um, the one that really stuck out to me was the ex girlfriend who was like, "Oh yeah, she she said." A lot of the stuff in this special, people say things that could have used another pass in scripting because Mm -hmm. it's like Chris was a, well, he was a bit of a womanizer. And like she says it so like, like with a smirk, like laughing. And it's like, that's a little of an intense way to put, like you said it in like a jolly way of like, well, he was a bit of a ladies man. That's wait, there's there's literally womanizer. There's a part where, I don't know if it's the same part, but she says like, yeah, he's uh, yeah, he he was not so great with women (laughs) and I'm laughing, but I really shouldn't be because it was a serious problem. (laughs) Well, then why did you you just get another take on that? People awkwardly, you know, they come up, it's hard to say truth sometimes. I'm a nervous laugher. I understand. Yeah, so, yeah. And yeah, I feel like a they a few addiction. times said like Chris was getting famous on stage 
but nearly as famous in these hotel rooms. Oh. And it's like, what the, f- what? <laughs> what the fuck? What it's, are you saying? It's the, it's the only, in this story, it's the, besides the, the car crash, which is like a real dark thing. Otherwise, look, as I said, the story of him seems to be, he had a, he wanted to do music, his dad didn't want him to. So he said, I'll show you. And he started a band and had a big hit and then went solo and then had big hits. And then, all, and every one of the albums was a huge hit. Mm. So like, what's the story here? Why is this guy, this brooding? I don't understand what's, <laughs> what is the meat of this story that is making everyone make all of this material? The sex addict stuff is the only stuff that's like, okay, that's not in every rock star's story. It's mm. a little interesting. What might have helped is if they talked to anyone who is a sex addict, mm. because it all feels like it's, like, it's what I would guess. It's like, I, like, there's nothing specific here. It's just, at some point, somebody says like, boy, he'd do all kinds of weird combos. Two women, three women, <laughs> four women. Huh? Whoa, that's weird. That and also never, never, obviously never. I know this is a country star in 1999. Yeah, there is never any thought given to that someone who is not a woman would be caught. It called oh, into sure. this oh, uh, no. world of sex addiction. Certainly. Look, look. I was, was crazy. No, I wasn't that crazy. Okay. There was no Mick Jagger, David Bowie type rumor for Chris Gaines. I don't believe so. Like. Chris Gaines sucked Jacob Dylan's dick or something. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Dylan, Rob Thomas, Stephen Jenkins, and Chris Gaines were just fucking like crazy. Whoa! <laughs> in a hotel room in just 1997. A big, just a big square. They did a big square. They did a human centipede. I did. At one point, God, I don't even. I have the fuzziest memory, but I believe I did a big square. Now, <laughs> I think Stephen Jenkins was there. Um, maybe. Look, I don't. I'm sorry, I don't remember his name, but Mr. Fastball. <laughs> Maybe he was just watching. Mr. Fastball's name Mark. I can't remember. I'm sorry. Mr. Fastball. The Mr. Home. Fastball. <laughs> There's also, also speaking of, they uh, Chris Gaines isn't doing any fastballs. He's not doing any drugs. No, no, no. Drugs no. are not. Drugs don't enter. Maybe that's why. Maybe he chose sex because he's like, well, look, hey, Garth's still got to be big with the kids, right? So I can't be saying even fake that I drank right. a lot, did a lot of drugs. Sex is fine. I, I'll tell my 12 year old friends I had lots of sex. <laughs> pretty weird. As long as it's with women women make it only women i look i want to watch all the footage of all the other interviewees and if one of them said even in footage we don't use chris gaines had sex with one man just kill no. strike it fire them no get, way chase them out of town i no. will never have this said and in the vh1 behind the music communicate that with a montage of chris gaines and a parade of women uh, kind of in corners pressing their foreheads into each other like it's just a lot of that canoodling <laughs> never he refused to uh, look i know this is all just for pretend but uh, i am married so i'm not i'm not gonna do any fake kissing uh, <laughs> uh, you can leave that to the kid on the fornicopia cover uh, um it, i like the detail that he ha- his manager took advantage of him but then he also had sex with her <laughs> yes <laughs> you made financial excuse me yeah yeah yes. that yeah, was yeah. confusing what i just said to- stole all his money but then it was a complicated by the fact that they had sex right during sex addicts because he was sex at right so that and you mean sorry you mean his oh yeah please yeah roma steel (laughs) yeah steel who is not apologetic she explains like i made chris gaines i made him what he is she's just in it she's just in the interview yeah she's she's happy to talk about any of it on the record there's even the moment where he finds out that the house he's living in is actually in roma steel's name (laughs) And they let Chris improvise on this point. I mean, to find out that the house that you're in 
is not the house of your name. <laughs> this, oh, I mean, it was tough. Like, he, all none of the Chris, none of the interviews do any good towards convincing you that Garth Brooks can carry a traumatic. Felt yeah. like, I'm so, like, I'm getting tired of this. This is me, by the way. My capacity for absorbing crap is sky high. But yeah. I'm halfway through this. I, I checked the time at some point in this behind the music. and like, it's only halfway. <laughs> You're kidding. Who was going to see this and go, sign me up? Yeah. <laughs> Two hour film of Chris Not Gaines. Not many people. The, the um, checking, the check marks, like check the boxes of rock and roll story. A uh, manager takes advantage. They also, in explaining the sex addiction, which is a lot of this, a lot of the rest of it is about like, he was in a horrific car crash, had to get his face repaired, and he just couldn't get used to that face. But the sex addict stuff is justified by like, eventually, uh, after professional help, I discovered it's because I... I never quite had a good relationship with my father. And it's like, yeah. okay, you're yes. like phoning. You're, you're like, I never got to tell him I was right. He was wrong. <laughs> you know, and I was like, okay, I guess. I guess that's how addiction works sometimes. I, well, look, you're dealing, I know sex addiction is hard, but is it as hard as your father, Gene, insisting that you win gold medals? <laughs> <laughs> but the whole time he's he's getting gold records. It's well, it's very similar. It's probably the same amount of gold, just melted down, like spread <laughs> further. It's still round. I'm. He should have said, "I'm winning. I'm winning gold round, Dad." <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm stacked with gold rounds. rounds. He didn't rounds. know about them. Rona was taking them all. Oh, he never right. saw oh, them. Rona yeah, might yeah. have been. He wasn't getting the yeah. money. They probably weren't giving him the record. Probably Roma Steele was stealing the gold for herself yeah, and turning he, it into fancy jewelry. He makes a comment about like making half a million dollars or a million dollars. And it, the delivery of the line makes it unclear of like, is that when he knew something was wrong or is that when he knew like I'm, I'm at the top of the game? Like it could go either way. And mm-hmm. I wasn't really sure. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know to talk about the dad stuff again too. It's at some point it's like, uh, and he got the news that no son wanted to hear. His father had cancer. And like, again, K, fine. But like, why is this? <laughs> how is this story so singular and interesting? Why he had, he wanted to do something early and then decided to do something else. And his dad got cancer and he, his, his, he had some money troubles. What is... There's nothing in the Chris Gaines story that's proprietary. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what is going to make the lamb so great? Like, like well, I, I need him to be addicted to a really specific drug or have like a really, like, really, like only him mental illness or something. I just don't the know promise, what. The, the, it's, the problem is, is that like you can't, if you're taking it seriously, then... You can't. First of all, they did already put in the funniest thing by making his father want him to win gold medals. That's more of a funny premise than anything else. <laughs> so silly. But everything else Don't is want like your medals, Dad. Everything else is like they can't get. Garth is too worried about getting too real with the actual outcomes of what a sex addiction or 
cancer or whatever he doesn't mm. actually want to go there then you're right in the way that an actor a real actor would be excited to go there and to process their own trauma and experiences and run them through this right. lens of this character and i went somewhere and it was really hard but it paid off in the point he wants to put on a wig and have a different name yeah he doesn't want this <laughs> you're so right he doesn't he can't it. he can't go there he wants to play dress up he wants to play dress up he this wants is, this ain't my hair he's feeling worried wear these pants with as garth <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but he wants to use a real like Chris Gaines is a human's name, but the backstory is so cartoonishly like hack. Yes, he, he may as well just be called Johnny Rockstar. <laughs> like, it's I would not, like it a lot more. It can't. Yeah, he can't. He, I mean, first of all, sex addiction for a fictional character. It's hard not to even make that comedic. <laughs> I think in some way that's probably not true, but uh, well, uh, maybe with the right with Chris Gaines, it's are impossible, <laughs> especially because there's at one point they cut to like some guy who is in his uh, little posse or whatever at the time. And he's like shaking his head like, oh, man, everywhere he went, he had babes. <laughs> <laughs> if it was sex they're addiction, play, right, they're playing babes. It. <laughs> yeah. It's like he, the lion got fuzzy between, it's like he couldn't see the humanity of a babe. He saw, he looked in a babe's eyes and he saw nothing. He didn't know that that babe was a daughter or <laughs> who had a mother right, and a father. Sure. He just, he just saw, he, uh, babes were like mannequins to him. Here's another, here's a theory. All of this stuff is stuff Garth wants the public to think about in relation to him. If I'm playing psychologist, yeah, Garth wants people to know he fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Garth, Garth wants fucks. that. And they've set calling sex addiction that makes it seem less gross that he would be sort of braggy about it. Mm. Cause you can at least make it seem like an issue versus just a perk of being a very famous rich guy. Sure. Oh no. What's this? Oh, you found more photos of me with babes. <laughs> no, I don't want those out there. <laughs> oh shoot. This interview's over. He stands up has a manila folder. It's, oh no. It's filled oh, why did I have these 210 photos of me with different babes. Oh. Sometimes two or three or even four at a time please don't look at these no and that one over there is not me and eagle eye cherry <laughs> together <laughs> imagine it's the photos happening. imagine the photo of me and babes i was wearing a black henley not a really starched shirt and really starched jeans and a starched 10 gallon hat <laughs> so yeah oh, Gar- no, me and all the venga boys no <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's tell Bachman jerking off in the window <laughs> people aren't ready to see me on the tour bus with chumbo wumbo <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, didn't I, I thought it was a babe I didn't know it was Duncan Sheik <laughs> I mean I would like just the rest of this to be this game <laughs> eating out Delamitri eating out Delamitri's asshole <laughs> <laughs> Is that the band or the guy? I don't know. <laughs> Look around my ass, pretty baby. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone younger than us is going to be lost. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're important. You must, you, you must go through the pieces and listen to every one of these important artists. Uh, uh, what, what else? All right, we covered. Oh, well, you know what? If, if you were worried, it worked out. He dropped Roma Steel and he got with Dan Lanier. So he has a better manager, Dan Lanier. Yeah, and they're never going to have sex because Dan Lanier is a boy, not a baby. Chris Gaines is too straight. He would never, never Dan Lanier. Ooh. Universal. <laughs> uh, uh, Chris Gaines also like 
He's got some famous friends or at least uh, famous people he's worked with or course. who have a lot to say about him. A lot to say about him. Like multiple appearances in this behind the music. Well, I mean, who's who are you the most excited about? Uh, well, the one I was most surprised to see and hear a lot was Billy Joel. Yeah, he's... Billy Joel <laughs> acting. It seems like they got a good uh seven minutes with him they kind of they kind of told him what was going on uh, so now the guy's in a car wreck okay yeah boy we were worried i remember when we got the call oh boy we were so worried I, <laughs> all right now, now <laughs> billy he really likes babes so can you incorporate oh yeah when he was in the when he was in the wreck i thought he'd never bang a babe again is that good are we done <laughs> yeah can we just get a second one? nope nope so long <laughs> uh billy joel says uh, i guess for plausible deniability um he says we were on tour in beijing and we heard about the accident and we didn't know whether he was dead or alive <laughs> it was just like what <laughs> he's better intel yeah i know he, you're in beijing but somebody could give you the Somebody can give you more trustworthy info, Billy. Guys, you can put this on boards. You can put this on poster board, and he can just read off. Like, you can write the script on a big board. (laughs) I feel like now this has been around this genre of musician doing a fake interview that plays that most musicians now have done these. Sure. In various... Like the Muppet, that new Muppets thing. There's a bunch of similar things. Country like Bears. Country Bears, of It's course. a real easy way to plug in and you because they don't have to stretch at all. They're playing themselves. Yeah. Like, so you're describing somebody who's the biggest star in the world. And they go, oh, man, ah, they're the biggest star in the world. When I first heard their music, I was like, oh, psh, bang. <laughs> Loved it. All Dave, right, great. That's all you need. Good. Dave Grohl probably knocks 10 of these out in one <laughs> afternoon. He goes back and forth between parody and real thing. Doesn't miss a beat. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is about a country bear. Got it. Great. Okay. He's a rockinest guy. All right. This one's about Ringo. Okay. He's a rockinest drummer. Like, it just doesn't matter back and forth wildly between genres. Dave Grohl, you know, Prince had the recording studio in his house so he could, you know, record any. He could record in the bathroom. This is like Dave Grohl with cameos. <laughs> yeah. He could yeah. use some of the equipment to record music, and he does from time to time. But Dave Grohl's bread and butter is cameos. Cameos. So he needs to be able to, he's like uh, cooking an egg for his kid. Oh, shit. Cam, I forgot. <laughs> Turn I to the left. I nine cameos today. <laughs> he just, all he has to do is like clap. It's like the clapper. It's just hand activated. There's mm-hmm. a camera in every cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a new rock-a-doodle that we need Dave Grohl to do a little bit in where he CGI talks about rock-a-doodle. rock-a-doodle. Oh, shot to Claire? Oh, man. We all wanted to be shot to Claire. <laughs> Got it. Done. Cut print. Dave goes back to making the food. You'd be in the movie. There's barbecue, the, by the way. He barbecues. Straight to video movie rock puppy. We just need you for <laughs> just need three seconds just to establish the Tight. rock puppy is the biggest rock puppy there is. Tight. And does it. <laughs> Love it. Fun. This is so fun. Um keep calling please call me again i love being in your stuff um th- uh, you also oh wait and then you also get you well you get a lot of don was my man he continues yeah. to haunt the show <laughs> producer don was he was on stage just with this willie nelson tribute at the hollywood bowl a couple weeks ago okay i think he's, he's like a bass. less famous scroll he's a girl you don't realize is yeah. around yeah but if you if you keep your eyes out for don was he's you're gonna see him everywhere man with very strange facial hair a name i know is a reference point and then came up on the walk like a di- everybody do the dinosaur mm-hmm Yes, that's uh, song, right. Because that, that was him. His band was not was. Yes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, he, and he actually did produce a lot of this stuff. So, mm-hmm. Mike, are you uh, disappointed that 
uh, your producer hero Don Waz because of Maroon produced so much boring Beatles, music. Maroon. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. It's not his fault. Mm-hmm. It's not Don's fault. Some of the songs, I don't think you have you you, you heard a little bit more. I, I'm, I'm roughly familiar, and yeah. a lot of this, the songs are peppered throughout behind a the life of Chris. Songs Gaines. that I think have things in them that you would like, but they're not good songs. I don't mind the song that he played on SNL, "Way of the Girl." I think the song "Way mm. of the Girl" is okay. I think "Way of the Girl" is bad. Okay, that's fine. But I'm thinking I would not. Then that's st- the end of this fight because I'm not going to the mat for "Way of the Girl." <laughs> I'm just saying, if I'm looking for something, I don't find abhorrent. Uh, there's, but there's a couple other. There's, a, there's a. Maybe I'm crazy, but there's a very like Steely Danish hmm. one. There hmm. at the end of the album. Okay, I don't know. There's little things in there. You're gonna have, go, to, you're, you're gonna have can, to tell me that. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be viewing it under the harshest microscope no, I know. possible. I, I even know that that's I, been said. I wince at saying it coming out of my <laughs> mouth because I could be wrong. The um, but just just so we're clear, Don was produced a lot of the actual Chris Gaines stuff that you can get a hold of. It takes a little work, but in storyline, he produced some of the fictional Chris Gaines albums. That's a good point. Yes. Mm-hmm. He yeah, in this world he produced the full albums. Mm-hmm. Fornicopia. Fornic straight jacket. Straight jacket. Apostle Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> Those don't exist. But there is an album called Chris Gaines Greatest Hits, which is also referred to, I believe, as Garth Brooks in <laughs> The Life of Chris G- That That <laughs> album that is real yeah. has multiple names. Oh, in the special, they refer to it as Chris Gaines Greatest Hits. They don't acknowledge yeah, the, the cover. Garth Brooks. Yeah. This, is, this is an image. There's an image collage of Whoa. all the fake Chris Gaines album and the one real Chris Gaines album, because there is like an eight or nine episode podcast about all this i think from a country music like here is the lens we're looking at Garth yeah. brooks actual career and where chris gaines mm. falls into so it. not from a theme park podcast so, perspective no, not from like, i think uh, what we can bring to the table that's very crucial this is a pop a pop culture ghost that haunts us <laughs> sort of thing what year did fornicopia come out 94, I believe. 94. I'm trying to think of how... Oh, I'm sorry. 91. 91. 91. Actually, that's right, better. such a fool. The closer it is to the 80s, I think I like I like it in concept more. You're getting... You know what? It starts to... If it's made, It feels a little equivalent, maybe, to In Excess. And actually, okay. his look on the album cover of Straight Jacket feels... His, his hair seems like michael hutchins yeah but the vibe of the cover otherwise which is very bright and has several sexy nurses trying to fuck him even though he's in a straight jacket what a conundrum <laughs> you're we've all, been, we've somebody, all been but there but you can't get there you don't know how to get their straight jacket off <laughs> but the cover this cover is extremely enema of the state Despite yes, being yeah, true. It's the, in, in universe, it's from 89, and he looks like Michael Hutchins. Yeah, that's true. Sexy leather is, nurses are definitely, that's covered by Blink. I made four fake McGruff songs, but is the most uh, uh, niche bit possible to actually just write the full Fornicopia album? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's the most extremely... Niche thing I've ever thought. <sighs> yeah. I mean, that's if you're talking. I'm into it, but even I probably don't finish listening to it. I'm no, just I know. Why would you exists. want to listen to all of it? Wow, somebody did fornicopia. <laughs> I mean, are you going to do it? Are you going to try to put on your own inner Don Waz hat? <laughs> I like the in concept. I like the idea. 
Are you? I love the cover of Fornicopia. I would like. To, I would like to see. I would say don't like abide by the rules that you think with he with the boring music well, that is a, on yeah, the set. That would be, Try to really imagine what the neon pink and the clockwork orange vibe. What what cornico, What Fornicopia is in your heart based on <laughs> in nineteen nine. I mean, I would certainly go off nineteen ninety one. I would try to like. It would have to be really dirty. It would have to be a disgusting album. Sorry to say, yes. Naughty by nature or something. <laughs> yeah. Also, to put this into perspective, uh, being a sex addict in the middle of the AIDS epidemic, that's uh, kind of a rough time to be a uh, sex addict. <laughs> Did they say what time. years it was that he was a sex addict? Well, it's like we're talking like 90s. We're talking early I mean, 90s. That's still, still going on. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm just it's it's well, an again, odd time. That's too that's much too interesting for the life of Chris Gaines. The right. Like, yeah. now, that, now that's something. If there's if there's AIDS in the story, now we have something to work with in the lamb. That's a genuinely dramatic instead just like too, too much reality. Babes. Oh boy, one time <laughs> I boy, one time I was like, uh oh, I feel an itch down there. Do I have a disease? <laughs> but it was I was I I just been bitten near my crotch by a spider. <laughs> <laughs> Turned out I was fine. Peed into a cup, all good. So then I went back and to ease my jangled nerves, I had sex with more babes. Oh, I couldn't stop. It is it's very not even much. as good as like stuff like stuff in Rockstar's books. Like Sammy Hagar's like, you know, it was the encore, and I went down there, and there were ten women, and this, and they had set them up. Like there's explanation. Like there's nothing even remotely close to like that level. The level of Sammy Hagar bragging about getting together with ladies during a concert. No, because they didn't do any reason, anything that could have made this interesting. I hope that the screen, I hope that Jeb Stewart was ready to try to make Chris more interesting mm. than that. This Probably. feels, this is the most PG. I bet there was the calculation too of like, I have my f- fans are kids. Like he must have, laid off sex if if he's thinking my fans are kids sex addict is not in there yeah yeah that's what that's the but it's not okay maybe we're maybe we're more like pg-13 then because the sex addiction is never you don't hear one specific word you don't hear the words penis or vagina yeah it is the most generic the 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 most specific story you ever get is from a woman who's like then chris said maybe he and i should have sex and with also my sister and it was then I knew that he had a problem. <laughs> like, th- this is as creative as we can get here. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, then, and then it doesn't happen also. It is very much like a high school sophomore trying to write a letter to, like, Penthouse Warm. Um, like, dear Penthouse Warm, foof, I've had sex with uh, any number of women. You know, you, whole school bus fault. Maybe. And maybe this is, maybe I was wrong earlier. Maybe Garth has only had sex with, like, his wife. I think maybe that is <laughs> maybe he didn't have sex with anyone on tour. This does he's not got, come from a place. His so first wife. He needs us to know that he's straight. However, yeah, I don't know that. I don't think he's. It sounds like, like the forty-year-old virgin when he he's talking about like touching her breast and it's a bag of yeah. sand. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty, like what he thinks that is on tour. Yeah, yeah. Or what he thinks having sex in uh, debaucherous ways is doing yeah. something perverse, like taking your Hanes undershirt off <laughs> and leaving the lights on. <laughs> it's you say that, and now and on my screen, please allow me to show you a, a sexy photo of Chris Gaines lying. 
chest down on his bed wearing a Hanes undershirt. Perfect. Oh, man. <laughs> Perfect. With the most weird. eyeliner I've seen in any of the photos, and he's kind of looking to the side all coy. Here, we're, we're committing a little harder here. And then here's one yeah, where he's in like a striped shirt. Yeah. He's making a diamond. With, oh, he, he wears a ring, by the way, in memory of Tommy right. uh, Levitz. He's dressed like a mime in that photo. <laughs> Like he's got the striped black and white shirt. What kind of music was Chris Gaines? Well, he's kind of like nouveau mimecore. Mimecore. <laughs> but then this one, I just showed this one to Aaron, and she was as upset as when this came up in 20 questions. Look at this picture. There's no, I'm just going to have to post it. You'll know it's this picture if you see it. But he's just like, he's bailing on the whole thing that Chris Gaines is like a wispy gothy guy. Now yeah. he's just like showing his big arm muscles. I'm yeah. Chris and I'm jacked. <laughs> you look at my armpit hair. If I was squinting, I would say that's Chris Angel. I would. I, I yeah. was thinking he looks a little Tommy Lee. Well, oh yes. Tommy Lee as well. Mm-hmm. That hair specifically. Yeah. That rocker hair that Chris has, which the, is the photos are tremendous the, my other a, favorite one is this one where again we're back to mimecore here's one where he's wearing black and white pants oh my god like jod hopper <laughs> that's interesting like a jester or a harlequin that's pants. right yeah, yeah yeah he looks like i feel like there's there's something i'm picturing where somebody is trying to be camouflaged in a black and white environment and yeah. then like you know you can't see there's a person there and then they like peel themselves out of the space and right that's how it, like, he looks like a like a he's he, he looks like he's in like maybe a an earlier version of Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say human chess. Uh, Halloween Horror Nights had a human chessboard that year, and uh, the scare actors would come out from the walls because they were in all black and white. <laughs> I All of this has to go through him. He is choosing to do all this. So mm-hmm. I almost, and, and a lot of this, I just feel bad. There's, some, there's something hidden inside him that wants to come out, and I'm not saying anything specific, even more than just like he wants to wear jester pants on tour and why can't garth brooks come out and greet his fans wearing jester pants and a mime shirt he should yeah it was all mental roadblocks he could have done this he would have found a new it now there is a roadmap now people do cross over but there wasn't this then and i don't think he felt like brave enough or comfortable enough to wear the pants that he wanted to wear and i yes i feel he's very he's he's very locked up he's in a mental prison and i feel like unless there's more details from the vh1 special what you've just said is a perfect reason to now switch to the nbc special <laughs> because you have you haven't seen any of this i have not seen any of this you have no idea how so true what you like just said is yeah yeah this special this it for okay <laughs> this might be one of the most revealing pieces of material with a, a major performer with a major rock star yeah you know i mean sure it seems like something like truth or dare is more like oh we're seeing our world Madonna's and it's truth getting or like nasty and but like for the real shit you gotta go to garth brooks in the life of chris Gaines. <laughs> and i say that now Man. that i've said that let me say that i skipped half of the special because it was just Chris Gaines songs that are boring. Yeah. Um, that's not what matters. What matters is everything in between. <laughs> so, all right, this special, the VH1 special we just talked about, you can, there's one good thing you can say about it, which is that it does the kayfabe. It's committed to it. Yeah. The name Garth Brooks doesn't appear until the end when, 
uh, th- he has an executive producer credit. Nobody in the special ever says he resembles Garth Brooks or you don't see Garth Brooks saying like he was a big influence on me. They fully. So if you were watching, I could see there's maybe a little bit of a Tony Clifton thing here mm-hmm. where if you're just bored watching VH1 and you're like, what's up with this? And isn't that Garth Brooks? And like the VH1 special is like successful in that regard. Committed. Right. Then, but that's that's cable, right? You could be weirder on cable. Yeah, <laughs> for the NBC platform, you know, where where probably more of his audience is, he cares. He cares who's watching. This is the most hedging of bets special <laughs> humanly possible. This gets so convoluted as he tries to like beg and plead with us to keep watching, not leave. Say how it's not really that different. It's it's especially that starts and says Garth Brooks like you've never heard him before. Almost immediately he's like you've gotta heard me like this before. It's really not different. <laughs> I mean, you've it's like you've heard me before, but a little bit a new way of hearing me. But you'll come to find that it's kind of like you've always heard me, but a new way of hearing <sighs> me. It's let I will just let it speak for itself from here on out. Uh. uh but so, all right, here, so he performs a song, and uh, then we get into an interview portion, and, uh, you know, feel free to, to stop it whenever uh, mm-hmm. you have something to comment on. I mean, this is the year that I get my chance to play uh, a character in a movie, actually a fictitious rock legend that uh, has existed over the last 15 years by the name of Chris Gaines. <laughs> this is his music, and in the same breath, it's my music. What you're about to see is going to... Uh, is going to be a little different uh, for me. It's very different for me to even see it. I can understand the people that are diehard country fans and have always seen Garth doing country music not being able to come oh along on this ride. So if they choose to sit this one out, um, I, I can't complain, and that's cool. I've had a wonderful decade, thanks to them and God, and hopefully there's something that we <laughs> God in the future that uh, we can dance again to. And for those people who see this as totally what it is, just a ride, a fictitious character that uh, just oh lets God, us swing. so bad. For this guy. Great time. If you don't view it that He's way, so afraid of his, He's so afraid of his audience. Yeah. But I think what you're gonna find by the end of this, you're gonna see a lot of Garth and Chris Gaines. You know what it's like? It's a little I, 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 we're currently dealing right now with like, you know, Mr. Country, Mr. Big Dick Country, Florida man, mm. uh, you know, like r- rough and tumble, real American with DeSantis who could not be more terrified of every single thing that oh, happens yeah. and everything he says. And he knows these people are fucking Trump maniacs and they will like tear him apart if he gets any of these riddles wrong <laughs> to the most like the you just look in his eyes. He's so. Oh, so scared oh yeah and that is how that's how garth comes across yes they're like he's he is just like venturing into uncharted territory and like god i might lose it all please don't i just want to wear different pants don't make me lose it all <laughs> yeah he, he's you might, hey, really they, they're pants you might not have seen before and that's okay if you don't want to look at me wearing these pants don't worry about it well i'll wear different pants that you're from comfortable with later and you'll I be didn't okay throw with away that. my old pants the old pants are there i mean they're not with me now but they're in my house yeah. i can call them i can get somebody to bring them here in an hour's notice do you want me to i'll have somebody I'll get the pants it, yeah i don't want to alarm anyone but it turns out there are more pants manufacturers than just wrangler and lee uh <laughs> but you don't if you like wrangler and lee that's fine do whatever you want with your pants mm-hmm. maybe imagine the pants i'm wearing now imagine that there's a patch that says lee and wrangler as far as far as you, if you picture it there, then if you want them, if you will them to be Wrangler, they'll be Wrangler. I'm gonna show you a photo of the pants for two seconds, and I want to warn you: two seconds, and I'll count loudly. 
One, two. Okay. Are you comfortable with that? <laughs> Just so you got a little bit of it in your head now to know that I'm going to, I'm from the waist down. We're not shooting it there, but waist down, I'm wearing those pants. You still here? Your money's still here? Okay, great. <laughs> it, it's, it does. That interview feels very secure. There was a moment or two where it's like, is he about to start crying? Like... <laughs> And I think yeah, look at his this frame. I keep landing on frames that look more broken than the left. It's literally it, like he's out. He's like addressing millions of people outside, like that are directly there. And if he says the wrong thing, he will be killed. He's, <laughs> one foot. We have a list of the wrong things to say, yeah. and if you say one of them, there's a guillotine above your head. Uh-huh. Chop it goes. One of the most successful music acts of the 1990s. Like he has so much power. Like, yeah, he could do this so easily, but he instead he is doing this character that seems like a country guy saw a bunch of Rolling Stone photo spreads, and that's how he got his idea of what a rock and roller is. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the as we develop as we as we develop this episode live, uh, the more I think maybe he's right, and Chris Gaines is just like. A little it was a growth out of a necessity more than almost anything that maybe this part of him was it just it was gonna to come this. out somehow right it had to be this and he couldn't do it any other way maybe i'm thinking that now i've changed my mind a couple times in this last whatever uh, three he, hours we've been talking about this so did he uh the the lamb gets announced and they're like so maybe we you know if we hey we'll get people interested in the movie maybe if we announce it mm-hmm. and, you know maybe you could do like a special yeah we could do a special or a tour I'd go on Saturday Night Live I could like let's let's find some opportunities for me to wear the pants I'd really like to yeah. wear the pants <laughs> uh, he's just like he jumped right to I think it happens because. He need he was he was like he almost joined the Padres. He I think that was like he a needed to he, get just, out. he just wanted to play dress up is what he wanted to do. Yeah, he and to that be could be a player. baseball uniform. What could be fucking Elton John in 1970s at Dodger Stadium? Wear the baseball outfit. He could mm-hmm. have wore the baseball outfit on stage. That's all he had to do. He could have done so much less. He didn't have to go to this extent and do this apology tour within the special itself. Where, by the way, there's not even there's not so much of as a picture of Chris Gaines until deep into the special, right? He, and where and it's, it's like introduced at some point. You want to see him, but but he's like afraid. Okay, so we're but imagine watching this. You're a fan of his. So this is all the music of Chris Gaines, who is a fictional rock star who I am playing. But Chris's music, uh, you know, he's lived a hard life and he's had a rough and tumble uh, story. <laughs> and but he's fake, but he's real. And this is and it's. Uh, oh. it, it's essentially me, but he's him, and I feel bad about his dad, <laughs> Gene. Gene, and you make sure you know about Gene. All right, and here's the next song. But like, it, <laughs> I, all I'm saying is maybe the audience. I don't know. Maybe the audience would have been irate. I don't know. It is 1999, and it is the country music. I mean, Dylan went electric. And mm-hmm. I hear about this as a thing that was real. And now it's like, now you're like, huh? What is the problem? It's <laughs> hard. Know, who gives a shit? Like, what are you talking? Well, was it at? Because this is on every stupid music special you ever watch. Oh, mm-hmm. Dylan went electric and everyone was upset that he was not playing folk music anymore, even though it wasn't that, it wasn't that crazy of a change. Was it a hundred people? Who was actually mad? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But is this like legend grown in rock? Are there other actual precedents for this where the audience rejected it? Generally, I feel like the audience stops caring more than ever rejects things. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. usually the bigger problem. 
And then you can make money on a return to form album or tour. Sure. You know? Yeah. So anyway, sorry. You, let's, um, I want to dig more into this. Yeah. Brain. Yeah. Okay. Now what I'm going to play is that I was like, I have to cut this shorter and then I couldn't find a place to do it <laughs> because everything we're talking about comes to a head here in this yep. moment. This is as vulnerable as an artist has ever gotten on stage. I feel, yeah. um, Maybe I'll pause it midway through, but I, I do have to play the, the full minute and a half. Now, maybe some of you are wondering what this cat, Chris, kind of looks like, all right? You got to know, he was in a bad, bad car wreck in 92, okay? Because we got this young kid to play him from 1986 to 1992. Happens to be the same young kid that played young Brad Pitt in Seven Years of Tibet. Yes, I heard him talk about this on a different oh, thing. Yeah, I've seen this clip. I cast yeah. it myself, of course, you know? Because, you know, the kid's just gorgeous, right? And I'm looking at him, I'm going, yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, this guy's in a car wreck in 1992, right? And so I'm supposed to take the character over from 92 on. So my loving brother, the first time he ever sees young Chris, he looks at his face and he looks at me and he goes, that must have been a hell of a car wreck. I said it's all fake laughter and stuff. He just gave he the, finger, the finger, which was blurred on on television. Pixelated finger. Sweet, so, sweetened audio from the audience. No, I didn't say that. Chris said that. All right, it's better. So <laughs> it's better. So all right. So we got a number of things here. Mainly, here's where he has opened up about the narrative, which is is also dealt with a lot in the buying the music where. Chris Gaines is a is a like you know very slight rock star. Uh, um, I think the amount of pounds is said at some point, and it's clear that he he views the young version of Chris as being very like uh, thin and attractive, and he does not view himself as thin and attractive. And the story yeah. with the brother has blown the whole thing up. This is exactly what he needed not to hear he, he we've we've gone so far out of it like that it's a car wreck that is so bad that it turned this this beautiful creature into hideous big garth me this is and you're like i garth you look fine to me garth do you don't need to do this yeah why are you <laughs> this yeah this is really this makes me sadder <laughs> even it feels like he's trying to build up like so much has happened to chris Gaines. you're sympathetic to him right you'll give his music a chance right <laughs> he was in a wreck he was he got wrecked up that's another part of the the behind the music i forgot is that they like i think they didn't have the actors check with each other about what happened in the car wreck because one of them was like yeah it uh boy it <laughs> smashed his neck apart <laughs> <laughs> and the other one's like yeah it broke both his arms <laughs> ripped his Ripped his pelvis off. <laughs> his jaw was jangled, dangling down. Like this, is, this seems like too many things. Yeah. I think this yeah. person is dead from what you've <laughs> yeah. described. But yeah. mainly, the main effect of the car wreck is that it turned a young, beautiful musician into the monster oh. as he views it. That is Chris. And then he keeps he uses the specific word "gorgeous" for the actor he cast, and he wanted yeah. to cast because it was young Brad Pitt. Although I couldn't find any proof that there 
is a young Brad Pitt in Seven Years in Tibet. Maybe he got cut from the movie. I don't know. Mm. But then, like, that word just stuck with me. And then I found another interview where he says, well, originally I was just going to produce the movie and I wasn't going to play Chris because I figured Chris had to be played, you know, by somebody thin and gorgeous. Mm. Chris, he Garth doesn't feel gorgeous. I know. And I feel bad for him that he doesn't. And I think somebody needed to, he didn't have someone in his life to tell him that he's gorgeous. It would have made a lot go away. And certainly his brother, this brother I am mad at, at this point, look what he caused. Do you think that's a real story? It occurred to me, I was wondering what if, and I don't know this fact. I haven't looked it up. What if you looked it up? Garth Brooks doesn't have a brother. <laughs> yeah. We gotta look it up. We gotta look I it mean, up. I mean, that would be pretty funny. <laughs> when I, you know, so then I go to my brother, right? I go to that my brother in that uh, in that box that my brother always lives in with the with the gold frame in it, and everything in the background looks exactly like what's in my house, and he looks exactly <laughs> like me, right? You know, that's where your brother is, and I got into a big fight with that my brother in the box. <laughs> <laughs> then I ended up smashing up the glass between my brother and I. My knuckles were bleeding for weeks. Anyway, here's my next song. It's called Main Street. <laughs> he still seems so nervous in that NBC special in brothers. front of a crowd. He's got brothers. He does have brothers. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I don't like them. Garth Brooks' brother Kelly plus their four half siblings. Mike mm. Brooks, Kelly Brooks, Jim Smittle, and Jerry Smittle. I think it's Jim Smittle. I think Jim Smittle. I had a bad feeling as a shiver came over me mm. as soon as I heard Jim Smittle. Jim Smittle, you need to tell Garth that he's gorgeous. He yeah. needs it. His heart is hurting. This 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 young Brad Pitt isn't any better looking than Garth Brooks. Why is this in his head? What is what's this poor guy playing <laughs> stadiums? The scores of loving fans is not enough for Garth. If Brooks. you don't have love inside, then it's never you're never going to get it that way. That's not even the end, by the way. Anyway, this guy comes out with this long hair and he hides out for three or four years because he's really not happy with his face, which upset me. But you know. And he kind of looked like Prince, you know? Except I, no. this guy Mm-mm. gained a lot of weight after the car, too, you know? Garth, stop it! Garth! Oh, wait, that was it. Okay, okay. He and then looked- he shows a picture, and then he starts saying, like, that's a pretty good-looking man, if I do say so myself. So then he's trying to say that he's handsome, but or maybe he only feels like he looks good as Chris but he's I, I don't I'm not looking at this guy and thinking you're fat I don't what is in his mind what's happened to this poor guy he's just the to the lot he's trying to logic everything in his head and also his own insecurities and whatever either fears or fantasies are coming out we don't know for sure I've been guessing wildly this whole time mm-hmm. so it's a mix of insecurity about the bits it's a mix of him <laughs> uh, feeling like no one understands this so he has to over explain everything mm. and then fantasies and insecurities are coming out and mixing in to this big ball of confusion yeah it feel it very much feels like a 20 year old who has learned that if they make some self-deprecating jokes about themselves everyone will laugh 
uh, but he has made like five or six self-deprecating jokes, and now everyone is feeling really weird. <laughs> it's like that's enough. You've you've made your point. That's enough. We've, we're ready to move on. Also, I'm here to hear music. We're worried Please about stop. you at this point. Okay. <laughs> also, I thought I got a ticket for this, and it said Chris Gaines, and now it's you, and you're just telling me about Chris Gaines, and in the same breath, you've told me he's fake and he's real, and you're playing him, but then you're telling me about his dad and his best friend who died. What? It's happening. What is it? Just decide one of the things that it is. And don't on top. It's a bunch of confusing shit next to your body image issues. This is the strangest hour of television. Uh, it's really something. Primetime NBC. What is ever this weird now? I No, I can't think of a single thing other than the Warren Beatty, Dick Tracy specials. It is like that. That's why we like it. Yeah, yeah. That's completely wow. It's just a confusing course. thing where you can unpack it from a psychological standpoint forever yeah it's like what's going on behind this were you where you're and you're torn between like is this so interesting because of a lack of thought or overthought yeah which one is it it's a or it's a weird stew of it's both a, I was gonna various say stew times of both because because there's yeah there's just like very thin soup stuff and then there's also stuff where you're like we could get the top psychologists in the nation here <laughs> and they would have a tough time figuring out exactly why this is the way it is i feel i i saw like one or two mentions of like more recent interviews or long form interviews where if you ask garth brooks enough questions about his career eventually you hit on chris Gaines, and he's like well i could see doing more music like that but i'm not gonna lose 50 pounds again that's for sure and then it's just like garth, garth. we just want it to where you go to make a poppy song or something like you still haven't gotten your songs on spotify and even the itunes store because i was gonna buy the album and that was not available to me this reminds me of how some i'm I've, and i'm gonna have a breakthrough because i've sometimes if i'm having a bad day or something bad just happened to me and then i go to a party and i'm talking to people i feel like i have to talk about the thing mm. and i don't need to talk about the thing mm. or like be in a bum like nobody's yeah. asking this of you and you don't want to like not to say withhold things because you don't want to bum people out but like something that you think is like well i better address it because it's the elephant of the room and then it's like no no one's thinking about this at all yeah you don't have to do that this is how i this is garth and the weight to me you are just you're going so far out of your way to address something that is on no one's mind yeah yeah, yeah. that's why it makes me sad yeah it's a Isn't bummer it, i yeah. Can I mention some, uh, we are clearly not the only ones who this is, Chris Gaines is in their mind somewhere. Yes. Some like 2020 stuff I came across. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. There's a, I, th- I can't tell if it's a web show or like a show that just put a bunch of clips online, but there's a, we- a series called Like a Version where yeah, artists yeah. do other songs. So like Ben Foltz does a Kesha song, the Vines do a Gorilla song. Um, there is a cover of the Chris Gaines song Lost in You by Childish Gambino. Yes. Mm. I have watched this. It's not bad. Yeah, it's fun. It's pretty good. Um, it feels it feels like that song might be the most successful song in terms of like, well, here, finally, it's just a whole absolutely other style of music. It feels like Garth Brooks trying to do Babyface, which is again, like, 
I actually like a lot of Babyface music. I don't love yeah. the song Change the World, the mm. Clapton. It feels like he's trying to do that. It's well, the writers of that yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because uh, Garth um, didn't write any of the Chris Gaines songs. You know what's the crazy thing? Garth didn't write any of the Garth songs. A oh, couple of okay. them, I think. A few, yeah, but, not, but mostly not a lot, a lot and, yeah, yeah, yeah. with co-writers. I was sp- surprised by that because I was looking through that and I went, oh, he, maybe that's, that's just the Chris Gaines album he didn't want to write. Yeah. But no, it seems like, yeah, like a lot of his stuff which is weird. So now we're just like, it's It's just other music, yeah. not written Tr- by you mostly. He's still married to Trisha Yearwood, right? Yes. Yeah. And she wrote a couple of Chris Gaines, I believe. Oh, is that so? I think mm. at least one. Wow. Wow. Um, the weirdest thing I found, which I'm excited for now, you guys know the 33 and a third books. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. books, the small books, each one about an individual album in 2024 in the next run of books, there is a Chris Gaines book. What? About the album. There's wow. a 33 and the next run includes uh, books about uh, Modest Mouse, the moon in Antarctica, uh, the moon and Antarctica, mm. excuse me. Um, the uh, One of the No Doubt albums and then in the middle of this list it says Chris Gaines. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> so, that's, I mean, that's interesting and I'll probably look at that given what we, but the music is, this is, a, it's a weird revisionist thing to go, but actually the Chris Gaines, right? I was looking, look, I was looking to roll in here with one track or something that I would say, this is actually, I love this, but I did not find it. Yeah. on this so yeah i don't know it wasn't like uh what's the song from starlight uh, he whistled at me <laughs> yeah that i came in here like so excited about <laughs> i was like guys he whistled at me he's my favorite it was but that's pretty catchy there had i yeah, feel oh, like yeah that's yeah. a pretty yeah i was a rolling stock guy yeah um, sure I stand <laughs> no you like rolling stock's not bad i like rolling stock yeah um here's a weird thing just to tie to tie to the I, we there's still one more <laughs> text Oh, to, yeah. to, to mention which is and, and let me, here's a, here's a, so that I thought was strange about the Childish Gambino doing a cover uh, uh, Childish Gambino musical guest on SNL with host Donald Glover mm-hmm. same person different names right. the only other time this has happened is it's- Garth Brooks and Chris Gaines <laughs> mm-hmm. so the, the, and this is, this is probably why I knew it because I watched SNL pretty religiously then I, rem- uh, I think 1998 not long before this Garth Brooks hosted SNL and was musical guest uh, in what I what I think was a pretty successful episode. Yeah. I, I think a very yes. like, game fun host with sketches that really worked. I I, I feel like it might have helped cause all of this. Where like oh Garth is pretty good on SNL. Maybe Garth could could act. I bet I bet this all kind of spun yeah, out maybe. of that. But then a weird bizarre year and a half later, where we land is we're skipping ahead of the movie. We're gonna we're doing Chris Gaines, and it led to what might be the only live Chris Gaines performance. Oh, yeah. Because the rest was just kind of like pre-taped, used, right. you know, in fits and starts and different specials. But the, the NBC thing was he was just Garth. Uh-huh. This might be the only time that, like, here is just Chris Gaines performing. I, of course, I've, for ever since, I have loved so much the way that they had to handle this mm. where. <laughs> All right. Typical SNL style. <laughs> Bumper fades to host. Ladies and gentlemen. 
Chris Gaines. And then, and then it cuts wide, and there is a cowboy. Who, a cow, cowboy. There's a cowboy there. There's a guy dressed like Garth Brooks with a big hat. Can't quite see the face. Uh, uh, so they have clearly married a pre-tape mm-hmm. to the live wide shot, and then they pan over to the musical guest stage where he is currently being Chris Gaines. This piece of footage I love so much. He is so <laughs> proud of himself. He gives it this look like... You're going to wait mm-hmm. till you see what I'm doing. I am proud. <laughs> this evening, you ain't never seen this shit before. Even It's almost like a double take. He like <laughs> looks around like, all right, are you ready for this one? So love that. Um, but the, do you remember the other way that, Gar- that Chris Gaines manifests in the episode? No. Uh, why? Uh, there is a... <laughs> There's a a runner in the episode, essentially, that uh, carries through the monologue and then a later sketch that comes right after the Chris Gaines mm-hmm. performance. And this is a running, this is a story in an SNL episode, something wow. that does not happen very often. And the story is that, uh, well, the, the star of our story is beloved, uh, I'm sure still works great for everybody today, character Mango. Of course. Mango <laughs> is the through line, Chris Kattan's stripper character who people would get very uh, enamored with. Mm-hmm. This is Mango in general. <laughs> we're in a lot of trouble the day that we decide we're going to reckon with Mango, mm-hmm. <laughs> that we're going to unpack everything that, that yeah. Mango means. I feel like everyone is just keeping Mango in a drawer in the back of their minds. I haven't rightfully talked about so. Mango in a long time, and I don't believe he's ever come up on this show. I don't think so. Um, we all saw it. We all saw it. We were all part of it. We were too young to do anything about it. No, we yeah, were innocent. No. <laughs> we just, none of this is on us, other than that we're in we're in society. Yeah. We have to own some of society's sins, mm-hmm. don't we? We look back and we just fondly remember Mr. Peepers. Like, Mr. Peepers is just wholesome <laughs> Mr. fun. Mr. Peepers Mango was is unloaded. Uh, unpleasant yeah. in a few ways. I may, we Look, I may have done a, a Mr. Peepers sketch junior year in high school. <laughs> I definitely got up in front of there was some classroom setting in which I did Will Ferrell's Janet Reno voice. Sure. And acted like that was my own thing that right. I thought of. This is what you do. You do this until you realize you should do your own things. Yeah. Well, you know what? I now now that I say that, my it was my friend Sketch and he was Mr. Peepers. You were the scientist? And I was the scientist. Hmm. Yes. Okay. But I think we did an original sketch of mine in that same show as well. Which one did better? It's tough because he was really good at my friend Luke was really good at physics, like roll his arms going crazy. Mm-hmm. So that probably did well. But I played a hall monitor and I made topical jokes about the school. Oh, well, that's played good. Really, okay, okay. Which played really well. Mm. Hyper topical material that yeah. school or college kills. I would have to see the VHS to know. I think they both did very well, though. You got to run that through an audience meter. Yeah, yeah. I'll well, run that through there. Then. That's like you being the weekend update of the of the show. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jokes that are close to home. I think a lot of people were like lip syncing stuff, too, in that show. So I don't think we didn't have too much competition as far as comedy was concerned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
Anyway, this is, let me see if I can, let me step through this briefly. There had been a mango sketch the first time Garth Brooks hosted. They could have left it there, but they decide in this case to make mango a runner and to keep the story going. Yeah. So mango shows up in the monologue, which confuses things because in universe, now what is mango? Is mango a person who lives at Saturday Night Live <laughs> or is he in the world of the strip clubs? Good question. Uh, I don't know. So I have problems from that. <laughs> end yeah then it's they just keep it gets it's it's so weird if you can first of all he comes he comes out and says musical guest tonight chris Gaines," and to like 20 percent applause i don't think they know what it is yeah i don't think nobody's he's at the center of no one's world right nobody's paying that close of attention and he says "Oh, oh, oh oh hey i knew him uh before his uh before he got his big break (laughs) <laughs> to no response they don't know what it is they don't yeah. know what it is anyway they mango comes out they do a flashback of the last time mango was there. his desire to do mango material i, I don't know i don't want to ask further questions you about think this. garth was like that mango stuff was a was hell of a good time i may have heard something from the inside oh, that he was insistent well, on that's I'm coming interesting. back more mango please now that's interesting this we end up with two mango sketches now i'm going to revise my mm. whole thought process for the whole episode mm. <laughs> that's another curveball insisted i've changed my whole position four or five times now you haven't mentioned though i think probably the thing that may have actually endeared the chris gaines material which is tracy morgan there's oh, a yes. bit with garth brooks and tracy morgan and mm-hmm. tracy morgan just does not understand the Chris Gaines thing, yes, right? That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That has some things, that has some lines, or if you watch it today, you're like, oh, wait, whoops. Uh, uh, in, in terms of not being sensitive to certain oh, things. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yes, that was like putting the whole thing on on blast. And that's the get me a soda bitch to Lorne, which is very funny. Yes. Star making moment but for him. At the time, I think like, um, and not the materials so much as like having a good sense of humor that Garth is also Chris Gaines. If yes. he had done it a little more, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, to his credit, that's kind of what they're trying to do here. Basically, what happens is there's this odd run of stuff that's about like, yeah, well, you know, I'm feeling better since back then. You know, I've uh, I've been going to therapy and uh, I don't make mm. my wife wear the mango mask anymore. Mm. And all of that kind of bond, none of it is working very well. And what it's leading to is the story that... Uh, uh, Mango has no interest in Garth Brooks, but then Mango says, do you know where uh, Chris Gaines dressing room is? And it turns out that Mango is into Chris Gaines. Doesn't oh, like Garth, but likes Chris Gaines. Okay. Again, now we're back into the duality where Garth doesn't feel well, this is wanted like, as Garth, but feels wanted as Chris. It's like Batman Forever. This is with Chase Meridian and Batman Forever. She wants Batman at the start, and then at the end, she wants Bruce Wayne, but not Batman. It all comes back to Chase Meridian. The, the yes. teachings of Dr. Chase Meridian provide the roadmap for lots of psychological evaluations. She's a psychologist, so. Well, like, she could do to spend some time with Garth Brooks is I don't know that he actually did go to therapy. Mm. I think, you know, that was a joke. That's You know what would be funny is if I said I went to therapy. Yeah. That'll get him, that'll get him laughing. So Chris Gaines is the idealized version of Garth in his own mind in a lot of ways. I think so. so I think in, he's Garth inside. So in that, okay, so if in case you don't, I don't even know if maybe I'm restating Mango was a sketch that Chris Catan used to perform who was a male stripper and then the sketch was they would play that song like uh, and I miss you like a desert miss the rain is that yeah. the lyric yeah and then it would just be they would fantasize about him over and over again and they'd fall in love and then they would like profess their love to Mango and this was 
the same sketch every time, basically. Yeah, other than this. Except, except that it grew and grew again. If you, I don't know if people remember the the mango sketches started to become like eleven minutes long <laughs> with multiple sets and stories and songs and parodies and yeah. the musical guests would be in it and cameos and Matt Damon showing up mm. and like they. I remember just as a viewer of the show, I started to feel so worn down. Like, am I the only person noticing that these mango sketches are like? <laughs> in defiance of god mm, these yeah. are crazy they basically aren't on the reruns they're hard to find yeah uh because of the song because they don't clear the right. song but i think i think and i think that's helped us not have to reckon with mango, mango yeah. too much in comic book terminology it's like his superpower has evolved to reality warping mm. where it's just like okay you are too powerful now like you can do any you're like dr manhattan on the moon <laughs> going like mm. these people I well, tired yeah, it's of very, these people. Like, a, a new cast member, it's like, we'll give you a chair. You get, you're going to have a chair to do this bit. So, well, Chris, at the end of the run, yes, we will We will build you. We will, You can use every corner of the studio for your mango. <laughs> you can do the whole episode. Give me mango if you want. <laughs> um, so, anyway... Uh, uh, so so we're flipping it right usually it's the other person who's not who is enamored and mango says no you can't have the mango but here we flipped it garth wants but uh uh, so uh, chris Gaines uh mango is suddenly into so mango exits with a spank on the butt as you'd expect of course Uh, trademark uh, big applause big applause that's where you go out that's where you say all right we got a great show instead applause dies down garth says Ooh, uh, Mango's got the hots for Chris and does a little like, okay, like a little like oh, yeah, yeah. some little dance with his arms. No laugh. And then he has to like recover from that. Like, uh-huh. this is weird. You are milking. This. What is this? So then performance introduces himself with the pre-tape right after the performance. A whole other sketch where now we're in Chris Gaines dressing room where we'd usually be in Mango's dressing right. room. And it's flipped and Mango has flowers for Chris Gaines uh, and Chris Gaines is turning Mango away. And here's where I, I, I do have a clip. So this is, again, one of the only like narrative we didn't get the film, but we did get this. But you don't understand. I must have you. Have Chris Gaines? Can a rainbow have... Can a rainbow be brought over for dinner? Can you make out with an ocean? Can you take a broken heart and dress it up in a wig and a goatee and call it Chris Gaines? No. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm saying that you can't have a Chris Gaines. But you can have Garth. What the who? What? What is this? What is this here? What happened to that Chris Gaines? Um, <laughs> he took off his for the listener. He took off his his wig there, and then he reveals that all of Chris Gaines was just a ploy oh. to get back to the studio to be with Mango. But why wouldn't? <laughs> I mean, I guess. I guess he doesn't want to trick Mango. I guess that's he admirable. has to trick. His only way is to develop but an alter ego who be, looks better, who looks better than he thinks he looks. If he's gonna have consensual sex with Mango, though, he has to reveal that he's been fooling him. I suppose that's what I mean. He would have to reveal that I'm not actually this guy. I'm actually Garth because it would well, be he's improper a nice if guy he did And he's doing that's it. There's I'm a saying. version where, as we know, sex addict Chris Gaines. If he's deep in that character, he would just let it happen, lie about the persona. Yeah. But it's it's nice of him 
him that he wants to be because I think he wants true love with Mango. This isn't just a fling. He wants true to love uh, with Mango. Is that what you said? Yeah. Did I? Did I say it weird like that? I thought did there was an a little. I thought mango you did a little there. mango in there, he but wants I could be true wrong. True love with Mango. I thought there was an a, an a, an errant a at the end of one of the words. Uh, that's an interesting clip. Yeah, it's all, look, it's all interesting. <laughs> the it's list. all, yeah, we'll leave it at that. It's there interesting. Should be, there should be, cause there's so many different lists of Saturday Night Live. It's fun to rank characters, fun to rank eras and blah, blah, blah. There should be a, like, I know this is going to, you're going to get like behind this. You have to get behind the scenes stuff, but like the Steven Seagal clip that, that, um, I think you post the, did you post the I full did a one? cut down a of, cut it, down of, of the, it. Yeah. Just the craziest uh, where he beats up people at the, in the last sketch of the night, uh, executives at <laughs> yes, an yeah. oil company. He, it a, was a, yeah, a sketch where they bailed on it being cast members and they just brought in a bunch of stuntmen so that Steven Seagal could do live stunts, a great <laughs> beat up oil executives. A great clip of Bob Odenkirk explaining it on Howard Stern. A couple yeah. Years. That Lit it up ago. for me. I didn't quite know about it until yeah. He, yeah. And then it's like it's a nine-minute sketch. <laughs> Phil Hartman's in it, but then he disappears to be replaced by a stunt man. <laughs> yeah, they and, duck him out, when and they it's a live, it. bad, sloppy stunt show. And <laughs> then tables Steven, are just breaking. <laughs> like, what is a, a comedy so audience supposed weird. to make of this? And then Steven Seagal like points at the camera and he goes, "This is what happens when you pollute the earth. This is what happens when you pollute the planet. Pollute the planet. <laughs> it's just silence. And <laughs> no one's ever been so good." <laughs> but like the host host like pet pet things that got onto shows yeah is an interesting category for saturday night i feel Live. like somebody had to deal with this and i think they're trying to do their best like that they're i think it's funny to say garth brooks is doing this weird thing this must be in the service of like what if we make it in our universe in service of trying to get with mango and that's the only reason yeah. the, the the whole character was invented they're there we're close to having a little fun here but it's yeah. also weird again we're bailing on he like if he had just never acknowledged that he's chris Gaines instead of that why Why'd they do that pre-tape where he introduces Chris Gaines and he's a separate guy if he's going to take the wig off in the very next sketch? Right. They hadn't... They must have hit on the... Like, they must have had uh, people who were the host and the musical guest so that then a guest star or a cast member just introduces them. That's typically. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love it. I love oh, my yeah. favorite part of the whole thing. Wait, there was a time I was at where I was at Conan one time and there was an SNL rerun on. It was this episode. And I was like, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to push something back so I can watch that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Gaines. I know it's coming. I got to see it. I haven't seen it in years. Yeah. Also in comedy, comedy, like technical, terms like oh it makes sense to eventually do a mango sketch where you flip it around and someone does the mango back back to mango yeah but because you already have the weirdness of chris Gaines, you have so many hats on hats and what is chris Gaines? then he talks and he's just a regular guy yeah i (laughs) you can't what i'm you can't have are the chris Gaines. that's my favorite all of the, i think that's the peak of all of it to me is him on saturday night live saying to mango you can't have are the chris Gaines. yeah he's not doing it enough and he doesn't have like a shirt or a hat so it doesn't really read because he's like he's not committing fully he to doing the know, mango bit he, and he doesn't know he doesn't know what chris Gaines is either he never yeah. figured it out all he knows is that chris Gaines is what he looks like in his heart is there a, uh, have you ever thought of uh, just like having a, maybe a Craig Healy meets Mango mm. sketch? <laughs> I, I just hope Chris Kattan's gettable. Okay, well, I don't know. Well. I wouldn't know anything about that. 
I'm just saying. Um, anyway, I just like, it's an insane way for a, a character to live in these forms in yeah. three specials with drastically different rules, mm-hmm. each of which has a different approach to how we're going to handle mm. the Garth and Chris duality. Uh, um, and it's all just to me, it just all feels like a flash hallucination that happened for mm-hmm. a month or so. And it's why we need to be here for each other and share our memories and be sure that it happened. Yeah. I'm still not sure that it happened, but <laughs> it at least makes it a little more concrete now. That we've talked about it for two hours. I also i I think that he did like kind of get lost in this in a way because yes. he only did he's only done two new studio albums since. Otherwise, it's been a lot of greatest hits and yeah. uh, Vegas residencies and stuff. And yeah, he's gonna have um, Vegas residency starting this July for like a few weeks. Yeah, and okay. I think he I believe he had a falling out with Saturday Night Live. Not long after that second episode. Really? I believe Tina Fey, I heard Tina Fey talk about something like, I forget, he, he was like, it thought they insulted Trisha Yearwood or something. Oh. Or something. There's something happened where he kind of like, that, that's why he never came back. Whoa. Guy, I don't remember if it was on that episode or if it was some joke they did later or on update or something. But he did come back as Chris. <laughs> he, of course, hosted as Chris Gaines four more times. Chris Gaines is in the five-timers club. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if only. Uh, um, anyway, I don't know what else to to say about this. I, mm. it's, it's fascinating, right? You think it's about, it's, you think it's going to be about the character, but it's really, but this he may be revealed more about the real man the than he ever intended. Absolutely. Is there any high profile version of this with a music star that sort of worked or was kept up in the sense that it was a complete rebranding on the album and it was rolled out in such a, bad but like high profile way i don't think like it's hard to think of any so i mean everybody yeah what we said like mr mcfisto or uh every alter ego i feel like is very low-key princess camille is is a couple songs yeah but it's not we're fully shifting over to this you gotta give him credit right this is a this is a crazy thing to do i just think he should have just just go all the way. The best, as I said, the best piece of all of this is him saying, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Gaines. <laughs> Besides saying you get to Mango, you can't have the Chris Gaines. Yeah. But the word where we get muddy is, you know, so I'm being a fictional rock star named Chris Gaines. And he's he is a lot like me. He there's even there's a clip I didn't show from the concert where he says, like, all it is, all it is, is a little stretching out of the arms it's just this is garth this is chris this is garth this is chris it's not a big deal stop making it a big deal he could have just joined a band he couldn't put a band together mm-hmm. and then like just wrote, like had somebody write the songs for them yeah yeah that wouldn't have been hard either like he just he didn't go far he simultaneously went too far and didn't go far enough yeah yeah because if there was a band like you're saying or the movie came out people had been like oh okay yeah he's kind of doing the character from the movie right i get that i don't like it but i get it <laughs> it sucks but <laughs> no one I get saw it. the movie the movie was a <laughs> catastrophic failure but, but i understand it's like spinal tap and not funny got it yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah i understand jokes, this those jokes got in the way right so i'm but i want oh come on what's he do he's nothing to lose now more this, chris he i well i watched an interview with him where he somebody asked him chris Gaines question and he was like man i'd love to he goes but 
I got my ass kicked for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think he's still hurt by the reception of it, even though I do think the rollout was a big part of why. Well, the lamb died for his fans' sins. Yeah. was crucified, much like Garth was crucified for playing the character from the lamb and much like Jesus Christ was crucified mm-hmm. for just trying to, to bring some new thought into this world, <laughs> some truth. And look yeah. what we did. We didn't appreciate him. We, t- we didn't appreciate his message of love and we chased him away. Chris <laughs> Gaines. Like Blue 32. If, <laughs> if I put greats. together a fornicopia demo and get it to, get it to Garth and say like, look, we can do a full album. <laughs> I feel like it's not. I feel like Garth maybe was not going to trust. Uh, and then Garth goes. Or, Garth goes into the eleventh bedroom of his seventh house. Yeah, and he he gets the email and then thinks about it for a minute and then digs through a bunch of piles and then goes into a locked box and a, a little smaller locked box mm-hmm. in that locked box and then pulls out a perfectly kept up soul patch. <sighs> presses it against his face in the mirror, sees a hallucination of his brother, Jim Spittle. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and gives him the finger. Yeah. And says, Chris is back, motherfucker. Chris is back. Oh my God. Chris goes on a run. He does the, his whale or bird man or like he's at his Oscar. <laughs> oh. Yes. Well, are we not ready to embrace this? Yeah, no, this it feels like his whale. It's his whale. It feels like, as Jason said, there's stuff, there's more material coming. We're cresting maybe a hill here on Chris Gaines. Mm-hmm. And if Garth is tapped into the zeitgeist, it's time. Yeah. You may as well. Mm-hmm. At the very least for a Super Bowl commercial. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, well, you know what? I want him to do it in the in the poetic artsy way. I agree. But I would believe that. Yeah. 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 There's got to, well, so it's one, it's some like Kit Kat kind of situation or somewhere, you know, or something where flavors are opposites and right. like it works for anybody in your family, a Garth or a Chris. Mm-hmm. Oh, could he... You know, Chris Christopherson has had a very... He was a musician, very successful acting career. And he was Whistler in Blade. Yes. He's there. Could. There's a, they're <laughs> wait, working wait, on wait, another plate. Where is this going? <laughs> they're working on another plate. I didn't think it was one-to-one, but it could be. All right, all right. Let's hear this out. Yeah, no, no, you're Chris right. Here, finish it, finish it. is Whistler in the Mahersha Ali Blade. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> okay, I'm fine with that. We but found the cleanest solution. I was solution. just trying to figure out what, where is there a superhero mentor character. We went from the <laughs> the most realistic version where he has to show up for 10 minutes and put a soul patch on too. He's now joined the MCU <laughs> as an as the character as a character playing a different character and and then he turns to the camera in the movie and says now you're probably a little bit confused maybe you're not willing to go on this ride but uh-huh. i think you're gonna find that garth is pretty is just a couple of arms length from chris and whistler is just a little bit further than that from chris so you're gonna see there's yeah. a lot of whistler in garth and a lot of whistler and chris and a lot of chris in garth so there's a lot of everybody <laughs> and everybody and we're just you know and hopefully we can all just get together have a big old dance and if you don't want to do that then that's fine i 
That's we've had right. 10 great years together and with Christ in my heart I have <laughs> <laughs> and this vampire movie is not an affront against Christ don't worry and about that no, no the, we don't uh, does not indicate my belief in the occult he is a daywalker okay he's a daywalker <laughs> you're gonna find there's a lot of Wesley Snipes in Mahershala Ali <laughs> and if you're not willing to go on that ride and you want to stick That's with the okay. Snipes version well it's available you can it's rent right. that and I'm not gonna stop you from doing it Wesley Snipes <laughs> had a great run thanks to God and <laughs> <laughs> Snipes well, could be Whistler so too. Either Do one. they have either, a Whistler? Do they? Either, I, mean, I don't, Jason. I don't know if Whistler has been of, cast. They I think should there's been some get production problems on that movie. A rewrite of the script, as far I think as it's I delayed, know, delayed. The writer's strike. It is strike, certainly delayed, know? but I think the first draft of the script was uh, was not good enough, and they went back okay. to the God well. damn it! All right, I'm quitting. I'm scabbing. I'm gonna go to <laughs> where's making this Disney. <laughs> I'm marching Disney, there. Yeah. Marching there right now. Hey, you got your guy. I'm bailing on the guild on one condition, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Gaines. <laughs> All right, you survived podcast the ride. <laughs> Thanks for subscribing to this nonsense. If you want to dig even deeper, join us on our new Patreon tier, Club Three, where you get one more bonus episode every month and our regular episodes ad free. And I think you're going to find there's a lot of Club Three in the second gate, and there's a lot of second gate in <laughs> Club Three. And you know, it's, but it's like arms length. Just, okay? but it's just, it's just, it's just arms. from here to here. Just okay. stretch the arms. Just stretch the arms. And, and if you don't like one of the topics, that's okay. That's all right if you don't like a topic. We, we're I, we're about. gonna find a t- place that we can dance together. Right. All right. And just, but some topic we're gonna talk about some things that are just gorgeous. Okay. <laughs> some of these topics are gorgeous. Instead, <laughs> so just uh, please don't be mad at us, please. Forever dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced dog. by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.